Get that out of the way. Throw that boy Cartier some love real quick. Stop till I don't have no neighbors. I'm talking acres in a pond so I can feed you haters. I'm talking gators about my business, got my vision tailored. I'm sharp as razor, won't no sucker nigga stop me, he be dead if he trapped. I knew that I was gonna be popping since I stood like knee hat. I used to ride around with such a thing. Like, man, what you think about that Cartier Cole, man? That 93 Octane. Man, I like that 93 Octane, man. That's one of my favorite songs on the album, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the greatest workout song, yo. When I be at work loading on the dock, my boy, you know, got my little radio next to me, boy. I got that on my main playlist. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. 93 Octane. Shout out to Cartier Cole, man. Definitely, man. Shout out to Cartier Cole, man. Um, 93 Octane out right now, all platforms, man. But if you're looking for some good energy, you know, if you're looking for for bars, if you're looking for swag, if you're looking for a young man to be talking that talk, man, check out 93 Octane Cartier Cole on all digital platforms, man. We just want to show my young boy some love out there, man. So shout out Cole, baby. Black. Yo, what's up, my boy? Look, bro. How come? How come we can never come into the sports desk, bro? You know. Just dive, just being able to dive right into the show. How come we can't do that, Black? Because, bro, uh, it's always something that happens that we have to deal with yeah. before we get into the good th- the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's always some nonsense that we have to deal with. But that's what we've been put on this earth for, to deal with it, my boy. <laughs> yeah, you for know? sure. For sure, man. <laughs> it's like, man, week in and week out, we always find ourselves having to address some Buffoolery, black. So I'm gonna go and read this off to you real quick, man. And we, you know, we, 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 it's a must that we talk about. As a matter of fact, black sent this to me, uh, last week. Sent this to me last week, and when I put my eyes on the man, I just was like, "Are you, are you serious, bro?" So again, you got the great Kevin Durant, Easy Money Sniper 35, the quote unquote second or third best player in the league. See what I did there. And he came out and had something to say, man. And this is what he said. He said, Kyrie Irving is better than Allen Iverson to me. (laughs) Going skill for skill, his handle is better. I'm just saying I feel Kyrie got more skill than Allen Iverson. Now, Black, it's a bunch of dishes in the sink right now, Black. And Black, if you don't mind running the water and dropping the suds mm-hmm. in the water, and then I'll clean it up, Black. Yeah, I'm going to get the uh, the spoons in the cups out the way, my boy, and you can have the plates <laughs> in the pans. Ten for yeah, my so, man. Uh, let's go, man. Uh, for sure, bro. Kevin Durant. D, you my man. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <clears throat> it's things that, you know, we'll speak up for each other, right? Absolutely, sir. You know? No and doubt. then it's other things that... You got to be honest about when it when it when it just ain't there. Facts. There uh, ain't no facts to it. Yep. Well, Kevin Durant, you dropping the ball once again. Uh, once again, again. 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 I understand Kyrie Irving is your teammate, bro. Under- sure. I understand y'all trying to do something different here. Sure. You know, I wish this something you would have pulled off when you was in OKC. Mm. Or even with the Warriors. Mm. You know, you wasn't talking like that when you was with these uh other two teams. No, sir. But all of a sudden. Mm. 
you get to Brooklyn with the Nets and mm. then and you team up with Kyrie Irving and it's like you just become this whole different type of dick riding type of guy. Oh my god. Because you know what, D? I feel like that's what this is. Mm. I understand that's your team that's but come on, bro. Let's be real about some things. Ugh. Let's be real about some things. Don't get me wrong, Kyrie Irving does have a nice handle. Absolutely. But it's, facts. it's it is outrageous that you will put this man in the same category as Allen Iverson. This man is responsible for a whole culture change in the NBA. <laughs> This man is responsible for giving one of the greatest basketball players of all time, Kobe Bean Bryant, hell, night in and night out. Mm -hmm. Kobe literally had to spend his vacations figuring out what he had to do with Allen Iverson. That's facts. Allen Iverson every year. That's facts. And for you to come out your mouth and say that Kyrie's skill Mm -hmm. level, skill level, uh, skill level is better than Allen Iverson. My guy, you are wrong. Yeah. You are wrong. Yes. So I don't know what the play is here and what you're trying to show people. Uh-huh. Not that you're in Brooklyn about you and Kyrie, mm. but I'm not buying it. No, sir. I'm not buying it. You know, and I agree with what Stephen A. say, man, keep your mouth closed and let us see. Mm-hmm. We don't need to hear all this talk about who is better than. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Kyrie Irving. I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you, I don't care what you have to say about him, mm-hmm. but let's be respectful Please. of some of the greats in the NBA. Please. Do not Please. try to put, don't, do not try to put yourself in Kyrie in places where you do not belong. Mm-hmm. So let's just stop it. Mm-hmm. Let's stop it here. Mm-hmm. Let's be focused on the NBA season and stop yapping on your new podcast because <laughs> you think you got the, you, you got, you can because you have that. No, uh, shut your mouth oh and let's talk Lord. about something else. Mm-hmm. How about you talk about the king mm-hmm. winning a championship on your podcast? You haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I hope AI heard that. Because if I was AI, I'm, you know what? I love what AI, AI you, we haven't heard anything from AI. Mm-mm. Nothing. You know why? Because AI probably laughed at it when he heard it. Mm-hmm. I know I Kyrie do. Irving can, can, doesn't even belong in the same gym. I mean, Kyrie Irving doesn't belong in the same gym with AI. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I don't care what, I don't care what nobody say. Mm-hmm. Y'all fact check me, bruh. Mm-hmm. Y'all seen it. Who, who, whoever the same age as me came up in the same generation, we were able to see everything AI. Everything. Mm-hmm. And this man is not allowed to sit at the same table with AI. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, D. You know, I'm I'm all for people having their opinion, and I, I, I don't want this to come off as, oh, you know, the sports desk is just hammering people for their opinions. No, that's that's not what this is. Some things are just flat out ridiculous. You know, the things that people say. Now, we're going to go skill level. Skill level here. This is what Kevin Durant is talking about, saying he has a better handle. That's the only thing he mentioned. If Kevin Durant would have came out and said, you know, Kyrie comes off the screen better, he can knock down the corner shot better than uh, Allen Iverson. Kyrie Irving has a better three-point percentage than Allen Iverson. If he gave more context to his real reason why he felt like Kyrie Irving was better than Allen Iverson, me and Black wouldn't even be talking about this. 
Because if he would have gave context to all that, I would have been like, wow, you know, he's, he's, he's really given us, you know, his true thoughts on the matter. But you want to talk about skill level. I'm sorry. Do we remember the team that Allen Iverson took to the NBA Finals? Do we remember that team? <laughs> Eric Snow. Dikembe Mutombo. Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee. I mean, Gordon. What, what old boy name? Gordon. Gortot. I don't even know. Oh, who are who? Ostratag. All these. He got these people to the NBA Finals. He put up 50 plus points on the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and told everybody to shut up because it's not going to be a sweep. Kyrie Irving barely ever made the playoffs without LeBron James. Barely? Never. Has he ever been there? And at the time he got to the playoffs on his own when he was in Boston? Mm-mm. You went home in five games in the second round to the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> so you want to talk about durability. I'm sorry. Can you recall Allen Iverson missing 40 games out of a season? I can't recall. Do you recall Allen Iverson being weak-minded? Mm. Do, you, do you recall Allen Iverson not having heart? Allen Iverson is the toughest basketball player I have ever seen play. <laughs> He's the most, one of the most durable players I've ever seen play. He changed the culture. He inspired a generation. When Kyrie Irving retires and he leaves, no one's going to say that Kyrie Irving inspired a generation. Better handle, did you not see Allen Iverson cross Michael Jordan out of his shoes? Who did it first? Allen Iverson handle was here before Kyrie Irving's handle. Where did Kyrie Irving get the, 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 the aspirations to want to have a handle from? He got it from Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is Kyrie Irving's daddy in basketball. Mm, mm. From inspiration. Speak on it. So we're not going to be disrespecting the grace like this, Kevin Durant. That's like you coming out saying you better than Jordan. Or you bet you ain't got no type of conversation to say you better than Mike. It's only one or two of the players who can state that claim. So Kevin Durant, I know you got a podcast. You're supposed to talk. You're supposed to be putting out rhetoric. You're supposed to be putting out infactual facts. Because that's what you was doing, sir. Now, KD, I got a lot of respect for you. I think you're a hell of a player, one of the great players of our time. But, sir, before you speak on a player like Allen Iverson, go back and watch some film, some footage, and do some stats. Do some fact-checking. Put Kyrie Irving in the class with Steph Curry and put him in the class with Chris Paul. But talk about him over there. Don't bring Allen Iverson over here, man. Leave Allen Iverson where he belongs. Over there, Kyrie Irving is over here. Come on, KD. When I read this, I said, this got to be false. <laughs> it got to be false. When you so, text me, bro, you say, huh? <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> so any of our listeners out there who think me and Black are tripping on that, y'all let us know. Talk to us. Please and do. Me, and, and bring us some facts. Man. Bring us some facts because my eyes remember the great Allen Iverson. And not to say Kyrie Irving is not a very good player. Borderline great player. We know he had a great moment. Biggest shot ever made in NBA Finals history. We, I know that. But we're talking about overall better player. D, let me ask you something. I'm taking Allen Iverson. Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. Why did Kyrie have that moment? We all know why. Oh, okay. We all know why. Okay, and what did you say earlier? What did Kyrie, what did Kyrie do? Before the king? Nothing. Oh, okay. And what did he do after him? Nothing. Oh, D, uh, do you know why Kyrie Irving has a signature shoe with Nike? LeBron James. Oh, okay. Do you know why Kyrie Irving 
was labeled start being labeled as one of the better point guards in the league? LeBron James. Oh, okay. So his career lays on the shoulders of LeBron James, correct? Yeah, he was elevated because of LeBron, but nobody don't want to talk about that. Yeah, so nobody don't want to talk about I that. I just thought I just thought I had to share that to yeah. remind people. Yeah. The king is responsible for a lot of dudes getting where they are in this league. And no one is responsible for Allen Iverson getting where he is except him. Exactly. And that's the difference. <laughs> Let's get this show started, man. Come around here talking about what he talking about. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk, episode 84. It is your man's one more time, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. And remember, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and this your man, Black. We back for another episode of uh, Sports Desk. Here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a loaded, loaded show today, man. A lot of things to get into. This should be a real fun, fun episode. We had a lot of. Um, memorable moments take place in the sports world this weekend, and me and Black are definitely going to break it down. So, of course, we're going to get into the NFL, college football, boxing, UFC, a little WWE, man, and we already got that foolishness out of the way with Kevin Durant talking about Kyrie Irving is a better skilled player than Allen Iverson, so we, we, we must get that out of the way, and we did. All right, man, so let's go ahead and kick the show off, man. We're going to get into our star bench of cut, and this week, Black, I think I got you, bro. You do? I think I got you. Okay. You've been doing kind of good the past couple of weeks. You've been kind of tough on me. I know. <laughs> hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. You trash! You not hooping! Yeah! It's time! All right, all right, all right, Black. Let's go ahead and get into our start bench or cut, man. And I've been watching a lot of throwback wrestling, man. You know, NFL is back and it's popping, but, you know, basketball was coming on every night. So now I got some days in the week, man, where I can go back and I can start watching some things, man. And I saw something, man. And these three particular WWE superstars, man, I want to know, Black. Who you starring, who you benching, who you cut when these three iconic superstars. You ready to go, Black? Yeah, let's go, man. All right, number one, the Viper, 14-time world champion, Randy Orton, the legend killer. And number two, the rated R superstar, Edge. Mm. And that number three, and I know this man is one of your favorites. We got Rivarasa, <laughs> Eddie Guerrero. In the building, black rest in peace, Eddie. Oh, who you starting? Who you benching? And who do you not want to yeah. see wrestle tonight, oh, Black or an Edge or Guerrero? Talk to me, baby. God, yeah. okay, D, dang boy, you gonna have me killing myself <laughs> later for this. Yeah, <laughs> but D, I'm going to start the mm. Viper. Mm, okay, Randy Orton. Okay, I'm going to bench 
Eddie Guerrero, mm. and I'm going to cut the Rated R Superstar. Wow. I know how tough that it was for you. Very. Because I know you're an Edge fan. Yes, I am. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm Okay, I got you. Uh, for me, a little switcheroo. I am going to start Eddie Guerrero. Uh, my God was this man entertaining, especially when he got to the WWE, man. Mm. Very entertaining. I'm going to bench the Viper, Randy Orton, the legend killer. And I am also going to let Edge know I'll catch him the next time around, That's man. That's a good one, man. Yeah, I'm going to catch him next time around. <laughs> so all my wrestling heads out there, I told you, man, Black are getting back in the swing of things in the WWE. We'll be getting our wrestling correspondent, PJ Darrell, back in the building very shortly, man. But y'all let us know, all, all you wrestling heads, Randy Orton, Edge, or Eddie Guerrero. What you doing? You start benching, you cutting who? Let us know. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into our sound of the week. We're going to talk about this a little bit more, man. Me and Black have had a little debate here and there on, on Lamar Jackson and, 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 and Patrick Mahomes. And, and, and we, we've just had a little bit of conversation. But today, me and Black, we're going to pick up that convo today. So Keyshawn Johnson uh, was on a podcast uh, late last week. And they started off talking about Tom Brady. And then they end up on Lamar Jackson. I thought Keyshawn Johnson uh, kept it real uh, about uh, Lamar Jackson and, and where his thoughts are with him. So check out Keyshawn Johnson. He's still one of the top eight quarterbacks in the National Football League. Hell, he might be in the top five, depending on who you ask me. No, he's not. Don't do that. Don't do that. He's not top five. Okay, so give me four guys that's better. Mahomes, obviously. Russ. Um, Lamar. Lamar's better than Brady. Nope, nope, not, not this what? season. Not this season. Not this season. Wait, 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 wait. Breaking down. Tom Brady has the one some of the best offensive talent. If you give Deshaun, if you give Lamar that same talent, we are talking about them dominating the league right now. I'm not taking Deshaun Watson over the damn Tom Brady. <laughs> you gotta factor in the Bucks have some of the best offensive talent in the league. Am I right? You gotta be able to throw the ball in my catch radius. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the Empire State Building, man. I can't jump up and catch everything. I, I understand that you're coming from a wide receiver. I'm talking about strictly dominant, dominating the game. We cannot just ignore what Lamar Jackson did last season. Do you want to get behind by ten points and can't come back? Listen, he's not getting behind if he has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin on on uh, his sides instead of instead of Hollywood Brown. Like, come on. When you are throwing the ball. Behind them, at their feet, over their head, and in the stands, and has nothing to do with the talent around you. Uh, Zion. Yeah. Black lives matter to me too, man. <laughs> so yeah, man, that was the great Keyshawn Johnson just giving his spill on Lamar Jackson hmm. and the other two gentlemen was kind of, you know, forcing him to explain why. And I thought Keyshawn uh, did a great job. Uh, doing that, man. But um, we're going to get into that a little bit later when we get to the National Football League, man. We're going to go ahead and transition to our top five. Man, we're gonna get into our top five this week, man. Our top five is a good one, man. Me and Black are gonna give y'all our top five most 
talented football players that we have ever seen. Not the best, not the greatest players, the most talented players that our eyes have ever seen. Black, let's kick it off, man. Give me your top five most talented football players you have ever seen. All right. And indeed, I kept it, I kept it fresh, man. I kept it in this year, the past three years, what we have seen oh. out of players in the NFL Devil. with my eyes. Devil. So at number five, I got Christian McCaffrey, mm. running back, uh, Carolina Panthers. At number four, I have Jalen Ramsey, cornerback, LA Rams. Mm. At number three, I have Alvin Kamara, mm. running back, New Orleans Saints. At number two, I have Aaron Donald, defensive tackle for the L.A. Rams. Mm. And at number one, I have Patrick, my homie, Mahomes <laughs> at number one. Okay, okay. I like what you did there, Black, but I can't lie to you, man. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was hoping to hear some more <laughs> I know names you was. than that. <laughs> These are the most talented (laughs) that we've ever seen. Ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and clean it up. Okay. All All right. right, At number five, I got honestly the greatest defensive player ever flashed across my uh, TV screen on my YouTube screen. The great Lawrence Taylor. If anybody hasn't seen any footage of this man, I will highly recommend you go YouTube Lawrence Taylor. At number four, Randy Moss. I mean, the most (laughs) talented wide receiver my eyes had ever seen. It's Randy Moss. Number three, Mike Vick. I mean, a quarterback to have that kind of speed, that elusiveness, a cannon fall on just with a flick of the wrist. I mean, just his stature. Vick was electrifying, electrifying every time he played. Number two, Cam Newton. The first time we've seen the Transformer actually play football. I've never seen a man that big play football that well. Fast, strong, powerful. You know, former MVP, national championship, got to the Super Bowl, Cam Newton at number two. And at number one, Prime. <laughs> Prime. Deion Sanders. Prime. I mean, ever with Prime, I mean, lockdown. Lockdown. Prime had the most famous quote, I think, any from, I'm talking about up there with my, some of Muhammad Ali stuff. Even some of the stuff that Rocket My Veal and, and Ric Flair has said. Deion Sanders once said in the media at a press conference, he said, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, water covers 60% of the whole world. I cover the other 40. <laughs> Prime time. So before you got your Darrell Reavises and, you know, your the Jalen Ramses yeah. and all these other guys, primetime Dion Sanders is the greatest talented football player that my eyes have ever seen. So, all of our listeners, man, y'all shoot us your top five uh, most talented football players you ever saw. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, peewee, prep, college, football, NFL, don't matter. Y'all let us know who your top five most talented NFL player or most talented football players that you have ever seen. All right, man. So, we're going to transition into our tweet of the week. And what do you know, Black? We got another visit from Kevin Durant. We got another, yeah, yeah, we pointed on thick uh, to easy money sniper of uh, 35 KD. And Black, when I read this, I literally, no, true story. I'm at work doing my thing, and I literally almost fall out my chair when I, what this man said or tweeted that I'm about to read to you. Here we go. Shout out 50. So Black, when is it going to stop? Here we go. Here go Kevin Durant. Alright. People try to discredit my championship rings. But honestly, I feel like they're the most valuable of our era. 
people argue LeBron James is the GOAT. But if I beat him in back-to-back finals, then what does that make me? <laughs> so that minute I give it to that try, you gonna get all that on the platforms, man. Whoa! Now you know what, man. We might have to call Freddie Brick. Oh, I, I don't forgot to turn the song off. <laughs> we might have to call Freddie Brick after we get this one off. We, I, we, I just want to hear from him, all right? But first, we gonna stop here. We usually don't stop at the tweet of the week, but I know, I knew when I read this, Black was gonna have something to say. So Black, normally I say the bell for me, but I'm gonna give you the bell, Black. I don't know what else to give Kevin Durant. I just, I just gave him everything I had on the first topic. Yeah, he said but all. D, this, he said all this on the same D, podcast. He said on the same podcast. Yeah. Somebody must be lining your marijuana with something, bro. He lied. It's an extra something in there, my boy. When you're smoking it. Definitely, for bro. you to come up with this stuff, my boy. Did it's he crazy. say it's crazy. his rings are the most, did he say most valuable? Of this era. Of this era. Of this era, bro. Wow. Mm-hmm. D, you got to be kidding me. I'm not. I'm not, bro. Like, Kevin Durant, we continue once again. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you taking up multiple spots in our show? <laughs> Like, I don't understand, my guy. Yeah, bro. It's crazy, bro. Kevin Durant, first of all, don't never consider your, yourself and your name as the greatest basketball player of all time. LeBron James. Don't never do that. I'm sorry. Le- you're, LeBron James. Once again, James. like Dee said earlier, Kevin Durant, you're a great player. Yes. You're a great player. Yes. Respect to you. Absolutely. But you would never be one of the greatest of all time. You would never be ranked one, two, or even three. Maybe not top five, if you're keeping it real. Kevin Durant, you know what, man? Your championships rings are the greatest of all. T- was were two? Yeah, they were. They were because I don't know how to sit here and bash you anymore. <laughs> like I, 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 just, I just think I have to agree with him, D. <laughs> he gonna give up on the black? <laughs> because I, I I know we getting out of basketball, but I just hate. I'm trying. I'm trying to chill, bro. Got to address because it. I don't know what Kevin Durant thinks he's on before this this new NBA season kicks off. Like he just go. I'd rather you continue the whole thing with these fake burners than do this. <laughs> like Kevin Durant, let's stop the madness, bro. You know for a fact those two rings were not the greatest of your era. Not the it, no way. No way. If they were, why did you leave uh, Oklahoma? Why did why did you leave go the to Warriors yeah. to go to uh? Why did you leave the, the Warriors to go to the Nets yeah. if they were the greatest two rings? Yeah, you know why you left the Warriors to go to the Nets because you wasn't getting the respect that you still exactly. that you wanted while you was with the Warriors. Great point. You know why? Great point. Great point. Great point. It's easy to go to the Warriors when you have no pressure on your shoulders, bruh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stop the bullshit, man. I'm tired oh of talking God. about you. Now, this, two t- this, this is two different topics we're talking about you now. You got the tweet of the week and you got the kickoff before we even hit our music, bro. Black hot. Like, he's killing me, man. Black is hot. D, I 
don't have nothing else okay. for this guy, bro. Okay. You can have it. Okay, 10 4. <laughs> 10 4. 10 4. Man, look, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's comedy style, bro. We got to get Fred in here, man. Yeah, I'm going to call him. I'm about to call him. I'm about to call him. Because it's, 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 it's pure comedy style, man. When I read this, I literally fell on the floor. I, I was literally almost slid out of my desk chair. And I said, is he serious? And just to, just to make sure that this is a direct quote, I went and listened to the podcast. I went and pressed play on the podcast, and he said this. And he was dead serious, bro. What's the name? It's, just it's, make sure you send me the yeah, name I'll of this podcast yeah. so I can listen this, to This it. podcast, he was saying the same thing about Kyrie that he was saying about his titles. Like, this was the same show, bro. So it's oh overload. Yeah, he was on the roll, bro. So Is look, it like a, 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 a YouTube where we can see them? Uh, no, I, 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 just, I listen to listening. it. On, yeah, I listen to it. I, I, it he might be. It had might to be. be smoking when he was in front of that <laughs> mic, bro. He had to be. Yeah, bro. So look, man. He said the two rings that he won are the best of his era. Like, what are we doing here, bro? Like, what in your mind thinks that any championship that you won Dog, neither one of those rings are even in the conversation of the three one year. I mean, what are we doing? Like, what, 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 what's going on? Like, ain't none of, ain't need, none of, neither one of those. You don't even have the words because it's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like Kevin Durant, you went to a team, and I didn't bash you for going to the Warriors. I was one of the people who didn't bash you. You were free agent, but you could do whatever it is you wanted to do. But Black hit it on the head. You ain't have no pressure. You went to a team with the back. The back MVP was waiting for you. <laughs> you went to a team with arguably the two greatest shooters of all time on the team. Like, what are you doing? Bro, Kevin Durant, you had one-on-ones every night. No double team. No trip. No nothing. Because you can't leave Steph. You can't leave Clay. And you want to say that you beat LeBron James in back-to-back finals? I'm sorry. What happened when you was in Oklahoma City? <laughs> huh? What happened with that team? And don't give me you were young. Uh-uh-uh-uh. When you make it to the NBA finals, you ready to go. So I don't want to hear nothing about you being young. You ran into a buzz song. You got out of there in 4-1. So KD, stop it, bro. You got your two championships. You got your two finals MVPs. Dog, take those, bro. Now, you know what I would have gave you? If you would have came back from that Achilles injury and you would have stayed healthy and you would have got that 3P against the Raptors, I would have I told you you are right, sir. I would have told you that championship, with you coming back off that injury while that team was down 3-1 and you willed them to a championship, I would have put that head-to-head with the bronze title in Cleveland. But, sir, it didn't happen. That 3-1 Cleveland championship is the greatest championship in all of sports. <laughs> now, I'm done with this. Now, we all gave right. Kevin Durant the sign of the week, and we gave this man but a tweet of the this, week. But these two things were so egregious, Black. This is going to go down in history, bro. We <laughs> never did this before. Get Freddie Briggs on the phone, man. Let me see if I can get Fred to answer, man. Because this, I mean, when I, when, I, when I heard it, I said, boy, Black going to fall out his chill. Black gonna follow his chair with here. So we finna, we trying to try to get bricks on the phone, man. We gonna try to get bricks on the phone, man, just to see if we can get my guy. Just to see, cause I know he has something to say. Hopefully, we can get him. Fred always do this to us, bro. 
when we need to pop in the show, Freddie Bricks is never available. All right, maybe Fred will call us back. Please leave your... Yeah, maybe Fred will call us back. We're just going to go ahead and continue on with the show. But yeah, man, I just I just, God, <laughs> I just, just had to put it out there, bro. I need to go back and listen to see I'm if a... we ever had the same person. We haven't. We haven't. God, man. We haven't. We haven't. But yeah, man, let's the go. nerve, a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, man. D. I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and transition out of that uh, ridiculousness, man. We're going to go ahead and open up with boxing today. We're going to open up with the sport of boxing, something we rarely do. But man, look, <laughs> we must open up with boxing because boy, what boy. Everybody, everybody, get on your feet, get on your right feet now, right now, Roy Jones, Roy Jones, Jones. Jones. <laughs> the best pound for pound fighter hey, in, in the world, in the world, whoever don't agree, on, don't now. agree, you know what, I guess, y'all must have forgot, 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 <laughs> when they stole my gold medal and sold Korea, they yeah. my whole career, cause y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. All right, man, Roy Jones Dream, man, that's the official boxing theme. I know a lot of people get a kick out of that record, man. They say, how y'all going to have Roy Jones Jr. as your boxing theme? Excuse me. That Roy Jones Jr. record, man, y'all must have forgot, is a top 10 record in modern pop culture. <laughs> so do not disrespect Roy. All right, Black, let's get right into it, man. This past Saturday night, man, Showtime Boxing, man. Oh, my God. We, was, we, were, we, were, we were blessed. Mm. We were blessed with the moment, man. We got Javante Tank Davis taking on Leo Santa Cruz in black. Let's talk about it, man. First of all, let's just talk about the buildup of this fight. First time ever Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz mm -hmm. headlined a pay-per-view pay event. This fight... Picked up a lot of buzz in the, la in, the, in, the, in the last two to three weeks heading into it. Thanks to really Floyd Mayweather yes, really yes. getting out there, putting his uh. face on. And a lot of people started paying a lot of attention to it. But, Black, what did you just think about this, this buildup between Davis and Santa Cruz leading into this past Saturday night for boxing? Yeah, Dean, just like you just said, man, I think, I feel, well, Floyd Mayweather had everything to do with this buildup. Mm -hmm. Like, to see him on uh, first take yep. on SportsCenter. Yep. Uh, did interview with Hollywood Unlocked. Mm -hmm. Like, just, Floyd was everywhere. Like, we haven't seen Floyd this much since he stepped out of the ring. That's true. Like, to see him, man, uh, putting it out there for his fighter, man, and Javante Davis, man, having his back, like, talk, telling everybody, like, no, man. I mean, like, he was on everything. The Max Kellerman show. Like, he was just doing everything yep. for the uh, for the buildup of this fight. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, it was amazing to see how the buildup, like, uh, I don't think people was really on it at first, but as it got closer and closer and closer, you hear you start hearing people like, "Oh man, the fight this weekend. Yeah, 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 oh, we yeah. gotta, it, we gotta see the fight." Like, nice build. you really hadn't been hearing that, like uh, some buildup like that last time. Well, maybe when Floyd was in the ring, good build. Like, uh, people was like trying to see what this fight, who was showing this fight. Like, mm -hmm. I'm people was like trying to find out yeah. how they could see this fight. Mm -hmm. And man, did it live up to it? Great, great, great. I mean, I, I feel the same way. The only reason I knew Javante Davis was getting ready to fight again because Black told me. Black is heavy in boxing and has been his whole life. Shout out Uncle Chuck. You know what I'm saying? For having the greatest fight parties in the history of fight parties. <laughs> but at the same time, that's the only reason I knew Javante was fighting. I didn't see no build-up for this fight. I didn't see no promo. I didn't see anything. But like as soon as I started seeing Floyd on my Instagram, 
I started seeing Floyd. His first take was let me know Floyd was coming up. Like I'm saying, well, what is Floyd doing? Like what? What? But as soon as Floyd opened his mouth, he started talking about Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz, and this is the fight that people need to see. First headline of pay per view fight for both of these gentlemen. This is the future of boxing. Oh, we have Freddie Bricks calling in, and we'll get back to boxing in just one second. Uh, hello. It, it, is this Freddie Bricks? Yes. Freddie Bricks, you are live on the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. Sir, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What's Fred, up, what's up, my boy? It was good. It was now, good. Fred, Fred, I'm calling you, and, and we're going to be quick, bro, because I, ha- me and Black have to know what you think about this. We have to. <laughs> okay. So we were talking about Kevin Durant's podcast, and he came out and said something on his podcast last week. And I want to read this to uh-huh. you, and please, Fred, give me your feelings on what you think about what this man just said. So I'm about to read it to you right now. Kevin okay. Durant said, People try to discredit my championship rings. But honestly, I feel like they're the most valuable of this era. People argue LeBron James is the GOAT. But if I beat him in back-to-back finals, then what does that make me? Fred, please let us know. He really said that? Yes, he did. That was like a photo. No, 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 no. That was real? He said this on his podcast. Yes. I mean... I mean, Kevin Durant is, he has to be on the defense because anybody with two sets of eyes and uh, common sense, you know what I'm saying, in their body, like, right. realize, like, if you, eat, if you use any context, like, Kevin Durant is the only person who does it. I mean, <laughs> I don't really, yeah. even people who hate LeBron, like, they still be right. like, yeah, that team was loaded. Like, they, they don't even take it that far. Right. And for Kevin Durant, I mean, I can't even blame him because he's, he has to. Who else? Uh-huh. I mean, we all know when you when we talk about the greatest shooters of all time, mm-hmm. who's number one? Uh, Seth Curry. Who's number two? Clay Thompson. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I mean, they won seventy three games. Yeah, you know, so this this these guys won seventy three games. Yeah, won a championship, beat LeBron James, and even though LeBron didn't have this troop, it you it just ain't easy to beat LeBron James for sure. You still got to go out there and do it. For sure. You see, Toronto couldn't do it year after year, so yeah. it don't matter if Brian is by himself. You just still have to go do it because he's that good. Mm-hmm. We've seen that Kevin Durant wasn't able to do it when he had MVPs, MVPs on his team. For sure. He had James Harden and, um, Russell, Westbrook. and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. If you switch KD and put him on that Heat team and you put LeBron with West Harden coming off the bench. Thunder win a title. And Westbrook giving niggas 20 to 25 every night. Thunder win a title. They winning the championship. They winning the championship. Great point, Fred. So, like, I don't... God. Anybody with common sense, anybody with a brain, realizes, like, this... That is... That is I thought it was Photoshop. Y'all breaking news to me. <laughs> it's a fact. Like, that is terrible. He said he this saying. on his podcast, the ETC podcast with Kevin Durant. <laughs> Yeah, like that, that. Like I'm, I'm trying to like add that together. How he think I beat Braun twice, bro? You hit a jump shot, right? You hit a jump you hit, shot. You hit a jump. We're comparing a jump shot, a team who carries you there. And I, and I say this on Kevin Durant. This is gonna be the first year we we, we see what he has. Now, if Kevin Durant get out there with Kyrie Irving and they run through the East and then go beat the Lakers in five or six games, <laughs> right? We can we right. can have a bunch of different conversations. I'm like I'm conceding there because I'm I have two eyes and I have common sense. 
So I'm not going to watch KD go lead a team through the East, mm-hmm. then beat LeBron in championship, and still keep the same opinion I have now. Yes, sir. So I, w- I want Kevin Durant to understand that's what people with common sense do. Yes, sir. You go out on the court and do things, and you go lead a team. Just like Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. we don't know if Kevin Durant is a leader. Because last time he was leading the team, he was up 3-1 mm-hmm. to go to the finals mm-hmm. to play LeBron mm-hmm. in a championship and mm-hmm. couldn't get the job done. And they lost. That's what. That's the last time. And then what they say, oh, it was just running me. It was, okay, man, mm-hmm. if you want to give me that, all right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you make great. We don't do that for no other superstar and say, oh, it yeah. was just a watch. That means he's not a leader. And nobody talks about he's it. He's not a leader. Nobody talks about it. No one he's talks about leader. that 3-1 debacle. No one talks about it. Because, Fred, you hit it on the head. You hit it on the head. If you switch LeBron yeah. James and Kevin Durant, you put LeBron James on that Oklahoma City team, the Thunder win four championships in a row. No, they win it. I mean, easily. Easy. Easily. Easy. Does anybody think that LeBron James will get with Russell Westbrook and James and Harden? He's going to and let Ibaka. Russell Westbrook do that stupid shit that he's doing now. <laughs> Facts. I Facts. mean, Rondo is a Rondo is a grown grown ass man. Yes, sir. And even when you hear Rondo talk about LeBron, yeah. I was like, yeah, Brian, you cut the ass out by that some of that wild stuff. Yeah. At the same time, that's what a leader do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they like every, like it's a leader in the room. You know what I'm saying? That's what you go lead championships. The Clippers will never win a championship. They don't have a leader. Right. You need a leader. Right. So we go and we damn for sure no Kyrie ain't no leader. For sure. So that's everything is on KD this next upcoming season. Can you lead a team? Bro, I don't see them get the conference, but I don't it, it'd be impressive to me if they get to the conference finals. And I'm gonna keep it real. It yeah, We're gonna see. We're going to see. I, yeah, I, but I, I so. definitely want to call you, man. And as soon as I read it, man, you got to hear black. You got to hear back how black was just utterly disgusted <laughs> <laughs> at, 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 at the tweet of the week, man. So, yeah, man, when you, bro, like, please, this is a this is a top 10 moment in sports this history, the way black just destroyed Kevin Durant, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Fred, man, we just wanted to call you, man. We just had to get your take. We just had to get your take on that, bro. Okay, no problem. No All right, problem. thanks, Fred. We'll holler at you uh, soon, man. All right, Fred. No doubt. All right, yo. No doubt. Yeah. All right, Black. Yep. Yeah, man. So that was Freddie Briggs calling us, man. So let's get back to boxing, man. Leo Santa Cruz, Javante Tank Davis, going to read off some of the stats, man. Shout out to Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather for building this fight up even more. And boy, the build up of the fights, how the fight went down. Whoo, perfect, <laughs> bro. So I'm just going to read off a couple stats, man. Total punches landed. Santa Cruz landed 97 punches, uh, Davis 84. Uh, Santa Cruz threw 390 punches, bro. 390 punches in, in, in eight rounds. Six wow. rounds, excuse me. And Davis only threw 227. High percent rate for Davis. He had 37% versus Santa Cruz, 25%. And Leo Santa Cruz was killing Javante with the jab. And that was the thing I was worried about doing. If I was like, oh, boy, like Javante having a hard time with this jab. And then Javante on the land at four jabs on Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. So he was looking for the kill shot from the bell. <laughs> so let's go right into the fight, man. I mean, shout out Uzi Vert, too, coming out with Javante Davis. That's my dog. <laughs> shout out Uzi, man. You know what I'm saying? Uzi Vertical, you know. But um, let's get into the fight, man. Black, even though the attendance was was limited, you know, due 9, to the corona. But didn't it yeah. feel like it was more in the stands? It did. Didn't it? it did. The energy through the TV was like, man. Like, I, I was laying in the bed watching it. I end up sitting up going to sit in the chair. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like, oh boy, I'm I'm, I'm feeling kind of yeah. feeling kind of good right now. So Black, talk to me just about the fight, man. 
Let's just get right into it. Javante Davis split this man from the top of his head to his chin to win this fight by a vicious uppercut in the late in the sixth round, man. Just talk to me about what you saw in the fight leading up to that KO, man. AD, uh, it's just like you said, man, like this fight, man, it was giving you everything you wanted. Yes. I mean, from, yes. from the ring of the first bell, like yes. rounds one through six, we got it. Yes. Like. I gotta show. I gotta give. I gotta give Leo Santa Cruz some props because oh, he was ready. Absolutely, he came ready he to game. fight. He, he was, was game. game. Yeah, but but the young bull, the young bull, and you know what, man? I wasn't. I what? I wasn't one like with with me with boxing. I, I gotta be one of these guys. I want to see you fight somebody. I want to see you. I want to see you get in the ring and fight somebody that's that's worth it. And we seen that Saturday night from Javante Davis because. Uh, Leo Santa Cruz is no pushover. You're talking about a four division champ here and Leo Santa Cruz. And uh, man, like Javante Davis put this man to rest. He put him to rest in the sixth round with a vicious left hand uppercut, man. I mean, split right down the middle. Like, man, it was crazy to watch. Like instantly, instantly my phone went off and my man's D said, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he texted yes, twice. Yes. Like it was yes, that bad. Usually yes. my man will just call me and we'll discuss it. But man. he was like, man, man, like what are we witnessing? You know what we are witnessing? We're, we're witnessing the future of boxing yes. in Javante Davis. We're, we're, we are witnessing a great in Javante Davis, yes, man. And, yes. and to see this kid. Just do this on his first pay-per-view. Floyd Mayweather didn't give us this on his first pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Like, this, kid's, this kid is lights, camera, action. Everything about him. My only concern with the kid was, who you going to fight? But he has that now. And he destroyed Leo Santa Cruz. Those of you who don't follow boxing, go look up Leo Santa Cruz's resume. Mm -hmm. this, guy, this guy is nothing to be played with. And then his only loss in his career before this one, he got cheated. Mm -hmm. So, Javante Davis was ready for this fight. And he adjusted in this fight. <clears throat> Javante Davis knew Leo Santa Cruz was coming in to keep the pressure on. So, he knew his uppercut was going to be there all night. If you didn't watch the fight, go back and look at it. You will see from, from, from round two... To six, Javante Davis started using that uppercut in every single round after the first round. Because he knew I could catch Leo. I could get him. And that's exactly what he did, D. Like, it was a masterpiece, man. Yes. Like, this kid is, is news to watch. And I know we have a lot of great fighters, but my eyes are glued on Javante Davis. Mm -hmm. Like, he gives you everything you want to see in a boxer. Mm -hmm. Like, this kid... Was literally almost taken to deep waters, but no. Mm -hmm. Leo Santa Cruz was doing his thing before this knockout. Yes, and man, yes. to, to see the way Javante Davis got him, got the punch that he was looking he was looking for, and to take him out with it, man. It was amazing to watch. So shout out to both of those guys. Shout out to Javante Davis, man. I can't wait to see what the future holds. Let me tell you this: if you're just tuning in and you're seeing Javante Davis, you will have to pay for it because this kid will not fight for free anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anymore. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to Javante Davis, man, on a great performance on Saturday night. I was literally blown away. And Black is right. Leo Santa Cruz's game. This is a four-time world champion. Four-time world champion. This man has had, I think they said this man I had 14 world championship fights. Mm -hmm. 
So this ain't no bum. This is a gang fighter. But like Black said, the fight, the, the, the ingredients for Javante to win were on the table the entire time. <laughs> Cruz is going to keep the pressure on, and the uppercut was going to come, ha- come in handy. And it just so happens that the uppercut punch is Javante Davis' most, most powerful weapon, that uppercut. And we've seen it. And, man, I'm watching this fight, man. I, I done popped over a nice sweet red wine, my boy. <laughs> I'm sitting up in my chair. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the fight. And I'm, I'm getting a little nervous because I'm a Javante fan. And the first time I saw him was on that undercard with Floyd Mayweather and um, uh, uh, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, That's yeah. the first time I saw Javante. And I was mm-hmm. like, boy, he is whooping dog. I mean, power. Mm-hmm. Whooping dog. And ever since then, I've been keeping a close eye on him. But look here, man. I was worried because, wow, Florida's really hyping this kid up. And I went to my Instagram Live before the fight. Floyd went on Instagram Live. So he in the back. I stopped watching Showtime and stopped watching Instagram because Floyd was in the back. So Floyd got his cameraman, like, kind of following Javante, like, doing their own thing without Showtime. So I'm locked in. So I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be too much for the kid. And I'm watching Javante, and he chill, bro. He relaxed, bro. He communicating very calmly. Like, he don't look nervous, as all, nervous at all. Santa Cruz put this pressure on this man. The sixth round is coming down to the end. Leo Santa Cruz got my man just, he just throwing all kind of punches. And you see Javante adjust right there in the sequence that I always, it's like I can see it happening again. Santa Cruz hit him with a jab, mm-hmm. and he connected. And then he tried to come back with a right hook. Javante blocked it. And then he tried to come, and then he kind of rolled him on the shoulder and tried to come back to the right hook, and boom! <laughs> boom! And Black, my immediate thoughts, I said, oh my God, he killed this man! <laughs> that, my, that's the first thing that came out, I said, he killed Leo Santa Cruz! This man wasn't moving, Black? He wasn't. And I text you immediately in all caps, oh my God! <laughs> Now, we don't witness a lot of knockouts in boxing, man, but I, and I know I'm kind of excited right now, but I can't remember one as up close and just like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember one recently, mm-hmm. recently in the sport of boxing. And when that happened, I said, oh, this kid, the savior. Mm. Mm. He, it, it's him. Mm. And we're going to talk about Terrence Crawford. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Earl Spence Jr. We're going to talk about Canelo. We're going to talk about all these boys. But the one thing that boxing is missing and the thing that the UFC has, mm-hmm. fights with this kid will end in the blink of an eye. And I saw somebody tweet that. A dude said, bro, I literally was wiping coal out of my eye and Santa Cruz was on the ground. <laughs> so big shout out to Javante being what the sport of boxing needed on Saturday night. And shout out Santa Cruz too for bringing the mm-hmm. fight. Child, yes, but if you're going to end the fight like that, and you got the whole, you got LeBron James tweeting this kid. You got Tom Brady tweeting this kid. Like the whole, this let me know. I said, okay, the sports world knows. They watching. They know. Because yeah. the last time we seen a hoopla for boxing was Wilder and Fury 2. Mm-hmm. That, that's the last time we got like a big uproar for a fight. So for me to see that LeBron James and Tom Brady and Alex Rodriguez and the big time sports stars are paying attention to Javante Davis. Boy, the sport of boxing, man, they got something here. Shout out Floyd Mayweather and Mayweather Promotions. Job well done, man. Job well done. (laughs) Go ahead, Black. And, man, like, in in the way the kid just handled himself, man. Yeah, man. Afterwards, man. I like it. I like it. You can tell uh, Floyd is in his ear more now. You know, uh, 
he's he's been very professional the way he's talked the way he's carrying himself you know it's no need for me to call nobody out i'm 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 the man i'm the guy you know so whoever my whoever florida whoever my promotion set up that's that's who it's gonna be. My guy said, "Ain't no safety on this Glock, <laughs> not one. It's not a safety on this Glock." And I believe this kid, man. Like, I'm I'm a big boxing guy, and to watch this kid every fight, just get he's gotten better with every fight. Yes, he has. He's gotten better with every fight, and 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 and, and I'm the one I want to see you fight somebody. Yeah, you know you you can fight bums, and he's got like Floyd said. Floyd say you got all these champs everywhere in boxing and they really don't supposed to be mm-hmm. like it's 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 messing up boxing mm-hmm. you got to put the good in with the good here in boxing mm-hmm. that's what we want to see we don't want to see we don't want to see javante davis fight a dude that has a belt and he's a chump we don't want to see that mm-hmm. we want to see the the best fight the best and that's what we got saturday night yes we did that's what boxing is supposed to be like on the weekends when we're watching sports combat sports it's supposed to rival the UFC, and boxing has to get back to that. And they took a good step Saturday night. Man, I, the one thing I love, man, and, and just to wrap it up here, but um, <laughs> Floyd, Floyd said on the uh, on the, uh, the, the 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 documentary, or whatever the Showtime piece where they show you know leading up to the yeah, fight. Yeah, that Floyd said, "Hey, look, we both the same. We are both the same. We undefeated, Javante. So uh, and he looked towards coming. He said, line him up." And we'll keep knocking them down. <laughs> <laughs> and when Floyd said that, I looked over at Javante and he had like a smirk on his face. And then he repeated what Floyd said after the fight. He said, I'm the top guy. You line them up, I'm going to knock them down. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't doing it in a, in a, in a disrespectful way. Mm-hmm. It's, a more, it's a confidence there. Yeah. It's a scary confidence there. Because this kid's not a brawler trying to get you to 12 rounds to get a decision. Uh-uh. It ain't. No Glock. It ain't no, no safety, safety on this Glock. <laughs> None whatsoever. It's a difference there. It's a difference there. All right, but let's get into uh, the, the, the new young stars of boxing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Earl Spence Jr. We got, we got uh, uh, Terrence Crawford, uh, Canelo Alvarez. Um, even, even though Lomachenko lost, you got some big stars. I know you got a pound-for-pound pound list uh, for me. So I just want to kind of talk about the new wave uh, of boxing, the new young fighters coming in, because you know we don't have Floyd, Wait- Floyd Mayweather anymore. You know we got Wilder, we got Fury, but we we don't have Sugar Shane, we don't have Bernard Hawkins, we don't have like this overload of 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 uh, great talented fighters, black. But these new cats, these young boys, black. Like I want to know, man. I want to know, in your opinion, in your opinion, black, who is the most exciting, exciting fighter on the pound for on the pound for pound list, Black. Uh man, it's it's some good fighters in this pound for pound list, and some of the guys that we are naming, man, they're on this list. But you know, of course, Terrence Crawford, he's number one pound for pound. Uh huh. And then you know, followed by him, we have a Japanese boxer. I could not tell you his name. I'm so sorry. You uh-huh. have to look it up. Uh, but a a kid from Japan. And then we have Canelo, Sewell, Alvarez. That's these man. Yes, so sir. we have Canelo at number three. And then at number four, we have Earl Spence Jr. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite fighters in boxing right now. And then at number and, and then rounding out the top five, we have uh newly, newly into the top five pound for pound list, uh uh Lopez. Lemon, uh, he who just beat Lemachenko. So those are the top five guys. But D man, boxing is is future is bright. Yeah, like man, it's 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 really a lot. And and I know soon Javante Davis 
uh, be cracking this top 10 list as well. Maybe even the top five once you get a few more fights on this belt because there's a lot of fights there for Javante. But uh, one of the guys that's really standing out to me, and he, he's the top dog. He's a top dog. Like, no one wants to fight this man. They have to go every year, twice a year, and try to find somebody to get in the ring with Terrence Crawford. You know why? Because no one can handle Terrence Crawford right now. Mm-hmm. You know, in his last outing, we seen something different from Ter- Terrence Crawford. We seen him go later in rounds and handle. We seen his skill. We used to seeing Terrence Crawford get people out of here as well. But we were able to see his skills in his last fight, and we that let us know, oh, he's a skillful boxer as well. He not only does he get people out of here, but he can go twelve rounds with you as well. He was challenged and, his last fight. Yeah, he was, and 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 it was good to see for for him and for boxing because man, there's so many good boxers. But for me right now, I'm, I love Terrence. I love Terrence Crawford and what he's doing. Uh, you you can talk about Earl Spence as well, but um. Right now, to me, the kid Lopez, man, he's coming. He is. He's coming, D. And, and, young. And, I, and, and he's young. And I really believe in my heart that we're going to get that Javante Davis and Lopez fight. Mm. That has to happen. That has to happen. These two guys, like, they're running neck and neck. And it's been some words about Lopez warning Javante Davis. Mm. So, and like Floyd, I believe Floyd. Floyd say, look, man, we're going to see what's next. We're going to reach out to some people. He's, he says it's hard to make fights with top ranks when you're talking about my fighters. So we're going to see, man, what happens with this. But, but right now, for me, I really love what the kid Lopez is doing. I really love him. Like, to, to break down a guy who was pound for pound, number one number for one. years. Number one. For years of Lamachenko, that is brilliant to me, man, Impressive to do that. Uh, Lamachenko didn't win a round, he in my not. eyes. He did not. So uh, right now, for me, D, I have to say this: the kid... Uh, uh, Lopez is uh, up there for me. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm a, I like I like Bud Terrence Crawford, man. This kid is, um, he's great. He's a great fighter. I've seen many of of, of Terrence Crawford's fight, man, and, and and he's very impressive. I watch Earl Spence Jr. I love Earl Spence. I'm a big fan of his. I like his style of boxing, and and I hope that Earl returns to form uh, when he faces Danny Garcia uh, in, in a few weeks here. And then you got Lomachenko, who just lost to Lopez. And then you got Lopez himself. You got a lot of great, bright spots in this sport. I'm not the biggest boxing guy. I used to love, I, I love when, when Wilder was fighting. He was just one straight down the pike shot. Boom, you out of here. <laughs> you know, I love Tyson Fury. I love how Tyson Fury gets around and he just. Showmanship too. Yeah, so big. The, 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 how big he is, his footwork. And he's a showman. I love that. But I love killers. <laughs> I love dudes who get into the ring that are mild-mannered, even kill, no type of expression on their face. But when you ring that bell, they coming to take your head off of your shoulders. So out of all those fighters who I just named and those fighters I'm fan of, I am fans of, for me, if you told me Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence, Tyson Fury, if you told me all those guys were fighting on the same night and all of them were fighting at 11, 11 p.m. or midnight and Javante Davis was on that slate too, Black, <laughs> I'm watching Javante Davis. Mm-hmm. Because you know what I know what I'm going to get? I'm going to see somebody mm-hmm. get cracked yeah, and are. devastating 
fashion. Yes, you are. Devastating fashion. So shout out to where boxing is. Shout out to the sport. All of the great talent. Me and Black were just saying not too long ago, man, we just don't know. We thought Fury and Wilder was like the last exciting moment that we was going to get from boxing because you just had no idea. Mm. But it don't look like that no more. It looks like boxing is a very, very good shape. And I know the month of November and December are, are, are huge, huge, huge months <laughs> for the sport. And I, I want to mention the Charlo twins, too. Mm-hmm. Big fan of the Charlo brothers, too, man. So the sport is looking real healthy, man. Uh, Black, anything else on uh, boxing, man, before we roll out? Uh, yeah, man. Um, D, this, this whole thing with Tyson Fury and Wilder, man, is kind of mm-hmm. heating up. You know, and I I know we talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. but uh, I just wanted to see how you felt about him coming out and the words that he was saying. You know, I'm not a fan of guys having words after they lose. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of the guy who, if you lose, bro, just, t- just take, take it, L. bro. Get back in the gym and see if you can see if you can look better next time. But this past uh, this past Friday, we got some words came out from Deontay Wilder, and we, hadn't, we haven't heard from De- 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 Deontay Wilder. Since he got pummeled by Tyson Fury. Oh my God, pummeled. So I just wanted to see what you thought about the words that he had to say about Tyson Fury, about the rematch of the fight that they agreed to. I mean, could it be true what he said about him? Could it be true? Yeah. It, it, it could be true. Uh, could, could, could Deontay Wilder be salty? Yes. He could be salty. Deontay Wilder is not in the position of power anymore. <clears throat> He was, though. Deontay Wilder and his team were calling all the shots for quite some time. But something happens when you get knocked out and you lose your titles. You no longer have that power. And I'm with you, Black. I heard, I read everything that Fury had to say. And I don't know if you got it pulled up, you know, mm-hmm. what he has to say, but because I don't want to misquote him, but it's like I don't really care right now. The only thing that I care about in the heavyweight division, I want to see one champion, one face. Would I watch Wilder and Fury fight again? Yes. But I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I want Anthony Joshua, and I want Tyson Fury, and I want them to fight in London and give me one champion. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. So, yeah, let let, let our listeners know, man, just some of the things uh, Wilder was saying. Yeah, just just some of the stuff that he was saying, man. He was just saying how... He took the he took the chances to take less money because mm-hmm. he promised Tyson Fury a rematch. Mm-hmm. He could have made more yeah. fighting Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Why why he put that out there? I don't know. I it's don't crazy. agree with that. It's no way I'm going to take less money and I can make more mm-hmm. fighting Anthony Joshua. Yeah. You know what? Bro, I sense. might have made you a promise, but I can make more bread over here, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. You get me on the bike in. Yes. Yes. You know. And then he was saying how. Tyson Fury's gloves was loaded or his gloves was pulled down. Mm-hmm. That's why he uh, had the, the, the swellness to his ear and uh, just, just a bunch of Accuse crazy him of stuff. Accused him of cheating. And then he's, he, he went ahead and said if it weren't for the stupidity of one of his trainers, yeah. now it's a uh, guy who's been around you your whole life. Yeah. Now it's now stupidity. You and he was caring about your well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, for him to say that, I didn't like that either. Yeah. But basically accusing Tyson Fury of cheating, and he's not a man of his word. Right. And uh, D, you sent me something, and I want to read it. Mm-hmm. From uh, Double Champ at 140 pounds, Josh Taylor. Mm-hmm. He said, wow. I think this is uh, the... the." He said, I think this is the craziest thing I've ever seen and heard of coming from out of a fighter's mouth after a defeat. 
what a turkey. <laughs> and you know what? I agree. Yeah. Because, bro, you lost. You lost. You know what? D, said, D just said it. It could be some truth to some of these things we are hearing. Yeah. But if that's up for the boxer, whoever in an authority to figure that out. Yeah. It's not for you to come out and make someone look like they cheating. Yeah. You lost. You At lost. the end of the day, it's still going down as a loss, bro. Yeah. So if it's something you need to do, look like Tyson Fury has moved on to another fighter. You need to do the same, sir. Yep. Yeah. So all this back and forth about what Tyson Fury didn't do or he's not been a man or his word or he cheated, let the stuff come out and, and, and let it come out. Not from your mouth. Let us hear from other people, people in mm-hmm. position in boxing come out with this stuff because we haven't heard anything there yet. Yeah, nothing. We haven't heard. We only we hear won't. from you. And we won't. So we won't. Uh, Deontay Wilder, man, come on. Let's be let's be a big man about this. Yeah. Take it on the chin, man, and just bounce back. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's all he got to do, man. That's all they got to do. So like Black said, I mean, you know, yeah, he could be some truth, but I don't care. <laughs> Book your next fight and build your way back up to contention. All right, man, that's going to wrap up boxing, man. You know, like I said, we had a lot of boxing. And, and, and I hope it continues, man, because we are fans of the sport. Black is a mega fan of boxing, man. And we need these stars. As much as we come in here and we talk about UFC, I want to be able to come in here and talk about boxing. So all our, our fight fans out there, hope you enjoy uh, that segment of the show. But right now we're going to... Uh, tr- Swing over to college football. So that was the SEC on CBS. SEC on CBS is a shame, you know. We just can't play the Florida State marching band song. And Black, I don't know about you, but thank God we was uh, on the bye week this week. Oh, we were. Yeah, we was. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank God we was on the bye week this week. Cause boy, I don't, I don't know how much more I can actually take. <laughs> All right, let's get into a week nine of the college football season, man. Uh, a pretty, it was a pretty active week, active week in college football this week. Let's go straight to uh. To the University of Clemson, all right? We learned on Wednesday night that Trevor Lawrence had tested positive for coronavirus. Now, thankfully, um, Trevor Lawrence was doing fine. He said he was experiencing some mild symptoms. Uh, The virus did not spread throughout the Clemson football program. So, very grateful on that end that everybody seems to be doing okay. But Trevor Lawrence was not eligible and could not play this Saturday uh, against Boston College. And boy, did we see the Tigers. Pull one out this past Saturday. We seen Clemson Black in the light that we haven't seen probably since, I want to say that Notre Dame game maybe two years ago where they were down big and they had to come back and get that win late in the rain in South Carolina when Dabo was out there. Bring your own guts. This is Death Valley Clemson. Like, that's the last time I really remember, besides the championship games, you know, that they had lost. But, like, during the regular season, I don't remember Clemson, maybe a Syracuse game here and there. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember them being down like they were uh, um, in, in a football game in a regular season. So, Black, what did you think about the performance from the Tigers? Man, they had me sweating. I was like, whoo. What's going like, on? I, I called you and was like, bro, you see what's going down in, in Death Valley right mm-hmm. now? Like. It was a point they were down twenty-one to seven in this game, man. Yeah. And um, 
uh, Boston Boston College, you know, whatever they put together, man, it was working. You know, they was taking advantage of Trevor Lawrence not being on that field, and they had they got some uh, playmakers on the offensive side of the ball at Boston College, man, that was making plays. Mm -hmm. But uh, shout out to Dabo, man. When you make you go in that locker room and make adjustments, it's a, it's a second half that has to be played, and um. Dabble C. Sweeney made the adjustment he had to make. And shout out to uh, the yeah, go ahead. DJ. You probably can't pronounce go, his no, last ahead, name, bro. DJ Audible. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't I, even pronounce yeah. his last name. But yeah. shout out to this kid, man. The kid was 30 for 41, 342, freshman. two touchdowns. True freshman. Number one quarterback coming out of, his, out of the 2020 class. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the 2019 class. So, shout out mm -hmm. to him, man, on... Just stepping in for Trevor, man. Like mm -hmm. the future is bright after Trevor Lawrence. This kid, it is. this kid did everything that he was supposed to do, and he didn't make mistakes. Nope, he didn't make any mistakes. You know, so to see this kid, and he has a he has a cannon. D. I don't know it. if he was able to see it, but yeah, this, yeah. this kid can get the ball downfield. And I'm just not talking about an ordinary quarterback here, D. This guy is six five, big man, two hundred and sixty. Pow. Mm -hmm. Freight train D mm -hmm. throwing the ball all over the field, man. Yeah. And I was like, man, boy, this is what they got coming after Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Wow. But the kid was gamed. Shout out to NTN and those guys, man. Those they got that running game together and those receivers uh got it together in the second half, man. And they ran George, I mean they ran Boston College down, mm -hmm. man. And they had us sweating a little bit, but they they pulled through D and uh it was good to see. Uh, Clemson and, and sweat a little bit, you know, get being some adversity because they're actually going to need this for the next game against Notre Dame, I think. Mm -hmm. So it was good to see how they could fight from behind, man, and uh, will themselves to a win. Yeah, some of the stats I'm gonna read you from this game from Clemson. You would like to say, hey, man, that's a hell of a day for a college football team. Uh, 26 first downs, uh, 106 yard rushing, 342 yards passing, uh, throughout the air. They scored 34 points. That's a great day for an average college football team. Mm -hmm. You know, Clemson averages 550 yards offensively a game. They barely crack 400 yards in this game, and people are looking at it like it's a problem. You got a true freshman quarterback coming in that had never paid DJ Alua Alua. <laughs> now, I know that's not your last name, dog, and I'm not disrespecting <laughs> you, bro, but I do not know you how. You gave him the shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave him the best shot I could, yeah. man. But... That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I was saying to myself, Black, when I saw him playing. I said, oh, when Trevor Lawrence leave, they all right. <laughs> yeah, all so, right. So the ACCs, everybody around the ACC was like, no. <laughs> That's what everybody was saying during that game. And, man, the most amazing stat of this game was that Boston College did not score a point in the second half. They did not score a point in the second half. It's like the Clemson team, Clemson came out in the second half, Dabble had them boys riled up, and they got it done. And shout out to Travis NTN. Every time he get the ball, it's like I'm looking at Alvin Kamara. Every time he get the ball, I'm like, no, is that Alvin Kamara or NTN? He is now the all-time uh, rushing leader in ACC history. Like, just bar none, the best back ever out of the ACC stat-wise. Mm -hmm. Stat-wise. A hell of a career there for NTN. And it's like, man, what a coaching job by Dabble. If you want to say Dabble is not the best X's and O's guy, great. But we all know in today's football, you need a motivator. Mm -hmm. You need a leader of men. You need an energy guy that your guy's going to look at you and say, oh, I'm going to walk through fire with this dude. And that's exactly what Clemson did. 
Mm-hmm. All those players said, oh, we going we walking with Dabo. And every time my Dabo was in the huddle, he ain't been doing that with Trevor Lawrence in the huddle because he mm-hmm. had to. Because Trevor Lawrence is the leader out there. He's running the show. But every time he got a chance, he was firing up um, uh, that offense, man, and them boys, and the defense. And them boys got it done, man. So Clemson was in a serious, serious situation, man. And, and they bounced back, man. And, and I like to see that. I, I like to see the top teams in the country come out on a Saturday. And you kind of look like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, they had a fight this side of how they're going to respond. And man, the Clemson Clemson Tigers definitely respond with a 34-28 win. I'm gonna try to give it a win. Uh, n- another goal. Quarterback DJ Ugalala. <laughs> Shout out to you, my man. Shout out to you. I mean, it, D, this kid win. is afraid. I'm like, Big when man. they called off his his height and his weight, Big man. I said, are you kidding me? Big man. Can't like, in, in the way to, to see him move, like, he's so, he's so poised in the pocket. Like, he don't, he don't get, he didn't get rattled. Like, to see Can't this kid, it. man, like, it's amazing, man. I was like, wow, we talking about tr- having problems with Trevor Lawrence. This kid may be a problem himself. So, boy, the, like you said, Clemson's future is bright at that position. Yes, it is. And he will only be a sophomore when he takes over next year. Mm, mm, mm. All right, man. So let's go into the more breaking news that came out after this game. Dabo Sweeney came right after the game and said Trevor Lawrence will not be available. The number one ranked Tigers go up to Notre Dame this Saturday, 8 o'clock on NBC. Black, what are your initial thoughts? I know we'll pick this game later. But what are your initial thoughts that Lawrence won't be available going to a hostile environment? And when I say hostile, I'm not talking about because of the fans. I'm talking about that cold. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the Midwest of this country that is unforgiving. Mm -hmm. And the Tigers are going to go out there with a freshman, true freshman quarterback and try to knock off the number fourth ranked Irish. What do you think about Clemson? Can they afford to start so like they did? Against Boston College and come out with a win up there at Notre Dame? I don't think they can afford to, D. Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing that really came to my mind in, in this game is we always talk about Notre Dame year in and year out and about them not having the win that they need yep. to put them over the top. Mm-hmm. And, D, this is the opportunity. It is. This is the opportunity. Can they do it? Can they finally do it? Can they do it with in book and that, and that powerful run game? Can they do it? Uh, that's the first thing that came to mind. This is an opportunity for Notre Dame to say, we finally have arrived or we're here. They haven't had that over the past four, uh, over no. the past three to four years here. Yep. And, and every time they play in the big game, they let us down. Yep. So that's my, that's my thinking going into this game. Can Notre Dame finally get that signature win that they need? Yeah. I, my same, my, my same sentiments as well for Notre Dame. This is their opportunity. Um, to cash in and get this win. If they get this win over Clemson, it's going to catapult them up to maybe being the number one team in the country with a win like this, with or without Trevor Lawrence, because Clemson is good everywhere. And they arguably have the best coach in college football on that sideline. So this would be huge. And we'll see if they can do it or not. We will see. I think this game will be competitive. I think this game will go, is going to come down to the end. I think Dabble will have these boys fired up. And I believe they'll be ready to go when they get in South Bend, Indiana to take on a fourth rank fighting Irish of Notre Dame. All right, so let's get into it, man. The probation boys. (laughs) 
The probation boys was giving them gators them hands, boy. I mean, as soon as I walked in the house, boy, I seen Northern uh, Missouri just up to my smack in Florida. It's like a hundred players in Middlefield. I just seen people getting worked. Florida came out there with them stink behind retro throwback uniforms and was getting smacked in the middle of the field by the probation boys. <laughs> and when we say probation boys, we mean the Missouri. The Missouri Tigers, man, we just thought we'd have a little fun with it. I'm pretty sure our college football correspondent, Cedric Ford, would take a great delight knowing that Florida got drug in the, in the, in the fist fight, but they did not get drug in the football game, they 41-17. We called it last week. Say it tried to be funny and take Missouri in the upset. That's but his I t- fault. Yeah, but, but, but I told you. <laughs> Florida by a thousand, and they really whooped these boys really, really bad. So, Black, what do you think about uh, the Gators' performance down in Gainesville taking care of the probation boys? Uh, man, Florida uh, Florida actually looked good not having any practice and only doing video chat mm-hmm. uh, talks with the coach, you know, because of their coronavirus uh, mm-hmm. issue with the multiple players mm-hmm. with coronavirus. The guys, only, they only had one practice, and mm-hmm. it was a walkthrough to get ready for this game. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, to see them come on the field and do what they did to Missouri, because Missouri came in rolling. You know, they came in rolling on after knocking off Kentucky, so if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so so it was good to see Florida man uh, bounce back. This is a win they need. This was this was a win that they needed heading into next week. So mm-hmm. it was good to see them, man. We all knew that Florida was going to run them out of the, uh, off the football field. You know, they may have lost the fist fight, but <laughs> they won the football game. So yeah. man, shout out to Florida Gators. On a big win on Saturday. Yeah, not really too much to talk about game-wise. I mean, Florida just dominated on all aspects of the ball. I mean, I called it. I say Florida was going to just blow out Missouri. This won't even be no type of contest. And that's exactly what happened. Kyle Trask still looking uh, very well. Potential Heisman candidate there. Uh, and the Gators offense, man, is potent. It's potent. And for these guys not to have any practices and doing Zoom calls and them to come out and drop 41 points, if I'm the Georgia Bulldogs, I'm ducking. I'm ducking, you know, with the Gators and the Bulldogs getting ready to play this weekend. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Probation boys are trash. They got the gauntlet uh, in front of them. They're going to get whooped a lot more uh, <laughs> on their schedule. But, hey, they can hold their head high that they was dropping them boys <laughs> in the middle of the field. Uh, but before we wrap up on this, man, we had a little incident that take place after the fight. Dan Mullen mm-hmm. um, was pretty much getting the crowd involved, very hyped after the confrontation. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy after me and you talked today when we were talking about it, SEC come down and find Dan Mullen $25,000 mm, for unsportsmanlike conduct after the situation. Now, Mac, Black, Black, if you don't mind. I want to hit that, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I hate the Florida Gators and everything about them. I hate the orange and blue very severely. I really can't stand Sayed. I can't stand Tate. I can't stand Freddie Bricks. I can't stand James Dangleman. I can't stand anybody who roots for the Florida Gators. I have no love for you at all. But I love your head coach. I am a fan of Dan Mullen. I love the way he handles himself, and I love the way he is powering this Gators program. You can say what you want to say about him as a coach. He hasn't won the big, big game yet. He can't beat Georgia. Okay, I get all that, but I'm not talking about this right now. All you traditionalists, all you old head uh, 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 buffoons out here who want to look down on the leader of a program, sparking up 
and getting the crowd and his team riled up after they just was in a fight in the middle of the field to keep the energy going, to try to keep the momentum strong so they can win this game. Shut up! Hmm. If you are a Florida Gator fan, you want to see your head coach living like that. That $25,000 ain't nothing. Damn money probably ain't even going to pay that. One of the boosters who own one of them condos down in Gainesville already done paid that. <laughs> Damn money they have to, ain't paying none of that. This man is a leader. That's why Florida is in position where they, in the next four to five years, can win multiple national championships because they have a coach. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a. When I saw Dan Mullen do that, I said, oh, he he get what Dabo got. Mm. That's what Dabo got. And I know Dan Mullen is a great offensive mind, but he also got what Dabo got. Those kids are going to want to play for this man. Mm. When I saw that, I said, oh, Florida playing for the National Championship this year. Mm. When I saw Dan Mullen doing what he did, and I watched how them kids' eyes got big, and they was watching Dan Mullen, I said, oh, they're going to they play for the National Championship this year. Florida won't lose a game this year. Because they're gonna ride with their coach. They ain't got no old head in it. Say, hey guys, we gotta we, 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 we gotta we, we, we gotta play with class. We, 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 we gotta make sure that we're being respectful to our opponent. No! Damn models ain't get up out your seats. Let's get going. Let's put it to these boys. I appreciated it. And if my son grows up and wants to play football mm. and Dan Mullins is still a head coach, he comes sits in my living room saying he wants Kyrie Hicks to play linebacker. Guess where we're going? We're going to the University of Florida <laughs> so he can play for Dan Mullen because I believe Dan Mullen will ride for my son and my son will have an example of what mm-hmm. it is to fight and to be passionate and not to be punked or not be drugged. That's what I wanted to see. So all you traditionalists and all you old head mm-hmm. folks out there, and, and especially the guy who find Dan Mullen, the hell with you. What you find the man for? Unsportsmanlike conduct. Twenty five thousand. Oh, that's trash, man. That's all I got on that, man. It's a new generation. These kids that's out it here is. now, they don't care nothing about that, bro. They don't care nothing about that. And then you know what? I'm gonna take it a little step further. You know, I follow recruiting real heavy. When you know, and you know what we seeing now, kids. Yeah. These kids. Oh, oh yeah. I see what Dan Mullen doing in Gainesville. I want to be there. And you know what, D? A five star commit just committed to Florida on Friday because he saw that. You know, before that happened, yeah. but he's seen something. He he's be seen there. something that Florida, he wants to be there. Yes. It's something that Dan Mullen is building there. Yes. Dan Mullen has always been a great coach since he was at Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Even before then on Urban Meyer's uh, coaching staff at Florida. Season. Yeah. He was a great coach. The reason why we couldn't, we, we didn't respect Dan Mullen a whole lot because he was at Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. There's no one going there. Yeah. But the talent that he did have was from those parts in yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. You know, the but now he's there. back at Florida yeah. and he's cleaning up. He's cleaning up the Florida talent. Them boys see, oh man, I want to play for Dan I want to play for him. And then to see him Saturday night, man, I was like, man. I, I said the same thing that you said, D. I would love my key, my boys to play for somebody like that. Yes, energy. Now, I may not like the Florida Gators. Yeah. I may not be a fan. Yeah. If my sons did go there, I might have a button with their picture <laughs> on it, not wear the colors, and I'm going to support my boys. I'm going to be right there. For sure. Cheering. For sure. For sure. Because that's the type of coach that you want your son to play for. Yes. That's the type of coach you want to lead your son. You want leading your son going into manhood. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you, bro. I love Dan Mullen. That's what you want to see in college football. Mm-hmm. It's time, D, and I'm going to say this. People, you may not agree with me. Football is getting away from X's and O's. Mm-hmm. 
It's coming. It's going. It's it's going into a new place, and it's leaders. It's more to it. Dabble Sweeney. I don't have to put no X's and O's. I don't have to come in this locker room and write X's and O's on this board. All I got to do to you is get in your face and you look me in my eyes and you believe every word that I'm saying out of my mouth That's and you're going to go gangsta. to war no That's matter what X's gangsta. and O's I put on the board. Facts. The dry erase board. <laughs> That's what these kids want to see. Now, they don't care about X's and O's. That's your offensive coordinator's job. They want to see a head coach. Leader. They want to see a man they can look in their eyes and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give him everything I got. Every inch of me. Every bit. Blood, sweat, and tears. That's what they want to see out yep. of their head coach. And that's what Dan Mullen is for Florida. And like they say, don't be surprised. We may not like it because we're not Florida fans. But don't be surprised if you see Florida win multiple championships in the next four years. Yeah. Because that's the reason why I picked him because I know Dan Mullen is a great yeah. coach. Yeah. We have seen it when he was at Mississippi State with less. Yes. We have seen it. And now he, ha- had, he has an opportunity to come back in Florida and turn this thing around. And kids... Recruiting, y'all better these other schools, y'all better watch out. Cause kids just that seen that said, Oh man. That's what they want to be. Oh man, that's what they want to play for. That's what they want to be. That's what they want to do. So shout out to Dan Mullen, shout out to the Florida Gators. They're gonna get a lot of more recruit recruits behind this. And those guys on that's on this team, they believe now, oh man, we can do this, man. Because our head coach believing, believing us, they he riding with us. No matter what he do, we do, he riding, he right there, and I can follow a man like that. Absolutely, man. Florida's in great position, man. Dan, with Dan Muller being there, Florida's in great position to seize the state of Florida for the next however many years. They're in position to seize college football. Like, I can definitely see Florida moving right on up looking at Alabama right in the eye in the next season or two. I can definitely see that because of the head coach and the leader that they have. So. We just keep a close eye on that because there have been a little rumblings even in the offseason that, hey, Dan Muller would like to try his hand at the NFL one day. You know, it was a little rumblings in that. But if I'm Dan Mullen, there's no way I'm leaving no Gainesville, way. Florida to go anywhere. You see the type of life Nick Saban living? <laughs> you see the type of life that Dabo Sweeney living? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could definitely see Dan Mullen living that type of life very, very soon. All right, man. Yeah, let's let's just go right into it, man. Well, Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. Michigan. And it, it, who is it? Jim John, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, my God. Jim, look, my pops is a Michigan fan. And I gave it to him raw and uncut on Saturday. When the the, the lowly Michigan State Spartans, my boy. The lowly Spartans went to the big house. First game of the season. And beat the Wolverines, man, 27 to 24. John, Jim Harbaugh is one in seven against Ohio State and Michigan State combined. It took a fluke block punt two years ago for Michigan to get their only lonely win against Michigan State. Michigan State done fired their head coach two years ago. They got a new head coach and a whole new regime and they still beating Jim Harbaugh. He need to go. I know he a Michigan alum. I, I get all the tradition, man. Screw that. If I'm a Michigan, if I'm the AD of Michigan, I'm like, look, hey, this is it, buddy. 
you need to go back to the NFL because that's where I believe Harbaugh belongs. I think he is a NFL coach. He ain't a college coach, and I know he wanted to work in Michigan, but it ain't going to work. In less than five weeks, you're going to the horseshoe and losing by 100. And he ain't got no Andrew Luck, my boy. You losing <laughs> by 100. <laughs> you losing by 100 when you get to Columbus. <laughs> now, what are we doing here? What are we doing? The Michigan Wolverines are in trouble. And I just was on here last week ranting and raving about their new quarterback and how they looked at it it against Minnesota. And y'all coming here and wet the bed against the Spartans who were predicted to go one and six in the Big Ten? Like, come on, Harbaugh. This ain't it, bro. You want to be up there? That's why Urban Meyer and all them keep talking trash about you because they say, bro, that college ain't for you, dog. Mm. You should have left and took that Indianapolis coach job in the offseason. That's what you should have did. You should have went back and got into the NFL. Because sooner or later, them boys going to fire you, buddy. Mm. They going to fire you. So, Black, what's your thoughts on Michigan Wolverines and old man, Harbaugh up there, man? Man, it's just, it's, 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 I, I'm, I'm a fan of Harbaugh, man. It's just sad to see what he's going through at Michigan. And his quarterback play has been horrendous at Michigan. You know, when John Harbaugh, I mean, when he was at Stanford, he had Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had an Andrew Luck at Michigan. Mm-hmm. He hasn't. He hasn't had that top notch, top notch quarterback. He hasn't mm-hmm. had that top notch quarterback recruit at uh at Michigan. And and, and it's sad, man, to see this going on with Michigan, man. But you can't lose. You can't lose to a Spartans, a Spartans team who's rebuilding. Trash. You cannot do that, John. Like you belong in the NFL. You are a leader of men, not young men. Leader of men yeah, in the man. NFL. Like it ain't working, bro. These kids, man. Like just just looking at these kids on the sideline, like they're not responding to you. No, bro. Like because if you're one in six, what you at one in six, one in seven, one in seven all time. In rivalry, Michigan State and Ohio State, yep. that is awful. That gets you fired anywhere else. Yes. Anywhere else, you gone. You gone. And they being respectful for, to you because you're an alum. But, man, this, is, this has to stop. Like, D said, Ohio State ain't playing no games nah, this year. Nah, man. They not playing, bro. They not playing no games. Mr. Justin Fields ain't playing no games. And if you lose that, I think that may be the end of you, sir. Yeah, it need to be. At Michigan. It I need to I be. hope and I hope that's the end of you at Michigan. You need to go sir. to the NFL. Like the NFL. It, it, it has to stop. It, I feel bad for Michigan because we're so used to seeing Michigan on a big stage doing what they're supposed to do. You know, I'm it, 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 How, and it's hard to watch it. Let me ask it's you something. hard. How come he can't get a quarterback? I don't know, D. I don't know what it is. Because it's like you say, he don't he don't he's not a Dabo Sweeney. He's not a Dan Mullen. He's not those type of coaches. He's an old school coach. He's mm. an old school coach. Yep. And that dude. might have something to do you with know, it. You know, and that may have a lot to do with yeah. it. And I, and I hate to say old school because Nick Saban still gets his quarterback. But with Nick Saban, he got a lot, he got a lot to show for it. And he got a lot of energy. He, he got, got a lot, a lot to show for it. When he go visit King, when he go visit kids, bro, he got seven rings. He putting up with titles on the mugs. Yeah. And he, he got seven title rings, bro. And he bring great energy, bro. He bring great energy, bro. And and, and I just I, I just don't know what it is with him not being able to get his quarterback at Mich- Michigan. 
Like he had he had Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck was great at Stanford. But that's all you have since you've been a college football coach. Michigan is not cutting it. Nah. These guys that you have on this team, not saying that they bad kids, but they're not cutting it. It's Michigan. Like it's Michigan. Like this is one of the blue blue bloods of college football. Yep. You look forward to of games on Saturday night under the lights in the big house. 110,000 rocking in there. A respectable and, program. And then you losing. Michigan State. To Michigan State. Yeah. John, I mean, Jim, Whoever. this can't happen. Yeah. This can't continue to happen. And if and and I'm and and I'm saying it now. Once Ohio State come to the building or you go there. It's over. Mr. Fields and Mr. Day. Those guys are not playing. No. They are not playing, so you need to get it together. I hope you can rebound and make something of this short season because y'all have a short season. And you're already one It's and not one. me. And you're already one and With one. With six games to go. Like, man, I feel bad for Michigan, man, but something has to be done, D. Something, the tie yeah. has to be changed or something. It has, yeah. something has to be done. Absolutely. All right, man, so let's get into our pick. Pick our games. Of the week, Black, talk to your homeboy and let me know what's going on in our picks of the week season, my boy. All right, all right, man. We just go before we give the game for the picks of the week. We're going to revisit last week. Okay. And we had uh, my man's Dedrick. He's at he was three and two last week. My man said was three and two last week. And your man's sitting right across from you, Black, went four and one and got back in this race. Four and one, and I got my overall. We got Derek at fourteen and six, Sid at thirteen and seven, and me at thirteen and seven as well. One game lead. One game lead. So D is holding on by the bearer bearer of margins. Long as I'm holding in first. on to that lead. Long as I'm in first place. Long as I'm in first place. All right, all right. Game one. Game game one. This is what we got, D. This is what we going. Number nine, BYU at tw- number twenty one, of Boise State. A battle of two undefeateds on a Friday night under the lights. At, B- at Boise? On at the blue Boise turf? on the blue turf. I'm going to take Boise State for the upset. Mm. Knock off BYU. Okay, okay. Uh, man, BYU been looking good, man. Yeah. They've been looking good. I know it's something about Boise State under the lights mm-hmm. on that blue turf. They show up, but... I'm going to take the BYU Cougars okay. by seven in this one, D. Okay. Okay, okay, game number two. We got number 23, Michigan, at number 13-ranked Indiana. I'm going Indiana. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just gave up on, on, on Michigan, bro. And, and it's at Indiana, right? Yeah. I think, I think Indiana building on something after that Penn State debacle. You know what I'm saying? I think this is going to keep riding that way. So I'm going to take Indiana and knock on Michigan. Okay. Sorry, Pops. Uh, I think this is going to be a a a, a close fight. Uh, I think we're going. To, I I think we. I I'm hoping that we can see something from Michigan here in this game to bounce back because that was a terrible loss to Michigan State on Saturday. So I'm going to take Michigan in this one. D. I'm going to roll with Michigan. Uh, by seven in this affair as okay. well. Okay. Okay. Game number three. We got number five Georgia at number eight Florida. Down in the Bangum in Duval. Yeah. Uh, it won't be no tailgating this year. Not this year. But it will be some football played. Yep. Uh, here, down here in Jacksonville. Who you got? 
I'm going to take Florida. I think this is the year that Florida goes in there and they pretty much dismantle Georgia. I'm going to take Florida by three scores to beat the Bulldogs, even in the rivalry game. I just don't see Georgia's offense being able to keep up. I don't see it. Two scores. I'm going to say two scores. Two scores. Florida. Okay. Okay. D, I was going back and forth with this game. Georgia has a really, really good defense. They do. And Florida has a not so good defense. Mm-hmm. But they have a great offense. Great. And Georgia does it. No. Their quarterback make a lot of mistakes. Yes. Um, I was I was torn back and forth between this game, but I'm going to have to roll with Florida in this game by three. I think it's close. going to be close mm. because of the the not good play on the on, on Florida's defensive side of the ball, and Georgia's off uh, offense isn't that great as well. So I think All it's right. going to. I I feel like it'll be a lot of mistakes made in this game. Sanford. But I think I think Florida gets them by three in this game. Okay. All right. Uh, game number one. We just got them number talking four. about. I mean, game. Well, game number four. Well, overall, the the best game next weekend. Mm-hmm. We just got through talking about it. Number one, Clemson's. Number one, Clemson visits visits Notre Dame Saturday night, seven thirty on NBC. D, what you got for me? <sighs> Man. Not having Trevor Lawrence is huge in this type of game. If Clemson was at home, I would have been said Clemson before you even finished the sentence. But it's Clemson on the road, and I'm going to say Clemson knocks off Notre Dame in South Bend. I think Dabo Sweeney will have the Tigers ready to go. And Mr. DJ Alu Alu, <laughs> I think he continues to shine, and Clemson gets the win. By a touchdown. Clemson knocks off the Irish. Man, this is going to be a good game, D, I think. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good one. I think Notre Dame is going to be ready. They hype. They've been waiting on this. Yeah. They opportunity. But it's something that we talked about a few weeks ago. And you said it perfect. D, I just don't know if I believe in end book. I don't. I know I don't. I don't know if he's the quarterback to get Notre Dame over the top. They have an awesome run game. They do. Great running game. But they can't throw the ball a lick. And I think Clemson's going to load that box and dare Ian Book to throw the ball down the field to beat them. He's going to have to. So I got Clemson winning this game okay. by 14. Oh, there it is. There it is. All right. And we can't, and, and, and we can't forget about my man said He sent his picks in. I can't forget about him. So said pick Clemson to win this weekend. He picked Georgia to be his old mighty I Gators. Hate you, said. you make me sick. He picked Michigan this week, and he picked BYU. Okay. I know we finna get ready to do the dog game of the week, so I would give that one after we get oh, yeah. done. Here it is, my boy. <laughs> it's time once again for the dog game of the week. <laughs> All right, my boy, this Wednesday night, (laughs) this Wednesday night on NCAA.net, you got Bowling Green versus the Toledo Torpedoes, my boy, eight o'clock on NCAA.net, Black who you going with? Bowling Green or 
Toledo. Oh man, and Toledo is the home team. This game is at the Glass Bowl. Oh in Toledo, yeah, oh Ohio. yeah, Wednesday night. Oh man, <laughs> boy, this is going to be tough. But I'm going to roll with Bowling Green mm, University mm. in this one. Yeah, me too, man. I, I was tempted to take the Toledo Torpedoes, but I'm also going to roll with Bowling Green and knock off Toledo, man. So let us know who Say rolling with. And Say is rolling with Toledo. Okay. To end the dog game of the week. Okay. <laughs> All right, man, so we'll see how that goes. Remember, that game is Wednesday night. So the sports days, y'all listen to this on a Tuesday. So remember, the next night at 8 o'clock on NCAA.net is the dog game of the week in the glass bowl, my boy. All right, man, so that's pretty much going to wrap up college football, man. We got a big week of college football coming up, a we big do. week. And we'll, we'll uh, be reaching out to say see if he can get in here and uh, for the next episode so we can break down all of College football, especially, especially that Florida and Georgia game. Wow, Florida, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. That's a good week. We got some good. We got two, what, top 10 matchups yeah, this week. We got some yeah. good stuff going on. Very excited for that. All right, man, let's go ahead and transition into the National Football League. Let's go ahead and get into this week from the National Football League. Now, earlier in the show, we played a, a soundbite uh, from Keyshawn Johnson, man. Started off talking about Tom Brady, and then it kind of led into and bled into um, Lamar Jackson in the conversation, man. So we're going to start right there. Black, yesterday we had the now 7-0 Pittsburgh Steelers knock off the now 5-2 Baltimore Ravens. Black, what did you see? From this game and what were your takeaways in the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game? Um, I seen a lot of mistakes being made in this game, D. Yeah. And those are mistakes that we shouldn't see from a mm. quote unquote top tier quarterback. Mm. Uh Lamar Jackson just uh turnover turnover after turnover, like that can't happen. That can't happen in this game. You take those turnovers away, I think I really feel like Baltimore wins wins this game, but too too many mistakes. On a part of uh, Lamar Jackson, can't really get the ball, no weapons downfield, can't get the ball downfield. And then when you do throw the ball, you're throwing it uh, behind or either over or too high for your receivers. And uh, Pittsburgh has Ben Roethlisberger over there. He's going to hit everything he can. We've got a man wide open. And that's what we saw. Pittsburgh made the plays that they needed to play and make, needed to make in crunch time and got the defensive stops that they needed. When it when it counted, so shout out to uh, Pittsburgh on being seven and zero. Yeah, I saw a lot in this game. Uh, we said last week were the Pittsburgh Steelers real contenders to make a run for the Super Bowl, and we all said that yes, that they are. Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, this is the two pieces that are keeping this group group together, keeping them focused, and having them believing, believing. No one in their right minds picked Pittsburgh. 
to be 7-0 at this point in the season. Now, a lot of people did say Pittsburgh will regroup and make the playoffs. And I was one of them. I said, ain't no way Pittsburgh going to just not make the playoffs. They at least will make it. But now we're talking about home field advantage. Hmm. Now we're talking about a little bit more with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Ben Roethlisberger managed the game yesterday. He only passed for 190 yards. Hmm. He had two touchdowns, no turnovers. He managed hmm. the game. He managed it very well and got Pittsburgh the win that they needed. And then I look over at Baltimore, and it's the same thing. Mm. A lot of people picked Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl this year. Skip Bayless did. Freddie Breeks did. A lot of people around me said the Baltimore Ravens going to win the Super Bowl. And I was t- I've been saying it, bro. No, they will not as long as Lamar Jackson cannot come back from behind and win a game. I saw what was coming when Lamar and Baltimore lost against Tennessee. In that playoffs last year. I saw it. I saw it. When they get behind, that offense ain't, ain't, ain't geared for them to come back. Lamar is not trying to push the ball down the field. His first mentality, his first thought always is to move with his feet and try to make a play. And what is that getting him? He's fumbling. He's losing yards. He's getting sacked. He's throwing interceptions off his back foot. It's like Lamar is regressing after his MVP season. You're not supposed to do that. Lamar James was being compared to Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football. When Patrick Mahomes won the MVP, you know what he did the very next year, Black? Mm-hmm. He won the Super Bowl. If Lamar Jackson keeps playing how he's playing, the Baltimore Ravens will be a wild card team and they will go home in the wild card round. Will Lamar, do I believe in Lamar being able to fix this? Yes, I do. He's a all-over-the-world universal talent. I am a fan of Lamar Jackson, but my, I'm watching. I'm not talking about a fan right now. I'm, seeing, I'm telling you what my eyes are seeing with Lamar. Like, Lamar Jackson has to be better. Hollywood Brown came out and tweeted after the game, a disgruntled wide receiver. He said, how do you have all these talented soldiers on the field and you just don't use them? And then he later deleted the tweet. It, these receivers are getting pissed. Hollywood Brown runs a 4-3-40. Mm. I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson has looked up and Hollywood Brown has had his hand up like I'm open, dog. He's not utilizing his tight end. He's always going to the check down because he's in danger. And I don't want to turn this to me bashing Lamar, but this is just what I'm seeing. The Ravens are in good position. They're 5-2, can still win this division. They're two games back. But the Ravens are going to win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. I think John Harbaugh and that staff is going to have to start figuring some things out with Lamar pushing the ball down the field because we've seen him be able to do it. Lamar can throw. He can throw. I think Baltimore got a little bit of a problem on their hands. And when you got young wide receivers tweeting out after the loss, I don't think that's a good sign. I think Harbaugh got his work cut out. And I think Lamar Jackson, his leadership is going to be tested. You know, going on with this evening. So I think this is a bad loss for the Ravens. And another thing before we go, and like I said, I'm not bashing Lamar, but in the critical games against top quality opponents, Lamar Jackson is 0-6. He's 0-6 mm-hmm. in critical games against top tier talent in his career. 0-2 in the playoffs, 0-3 versus uh, Pat, uh, Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. And in the big stage like this yesterday, gets a 7-0 team to top the division, he loses 0-7. All right, man. Let's go ahead and transition out into a tour, type tour, tour, sipping on some syrup. Tagli over, making his debut yesterday with the Miami Dolphins and a stunner. I think this was a stunner. The Miami Dolphins beat 
beat the LA Rams yesterday in Miami, 28-17. Black, what did you see in Tua's first start yesterday with the Dolphins welcoming in the Rams and that top-tier defense? Well, I, I, we didn't get a whole lot of Tua. Tua he managed yesterday. He, he really did. He really managed his game. He was 12 for 22, 93 yards and one touchdown mm-hmm. that he threw down on the uh at the goal on the goal line. Mm-hmm. So uh he really just managed his game. We didn't see we didn't see a lot from him and and that's good coaching. You know, his first start managed. against a, a against a uh a team like the Rams who has a a, a good defense. Mm-hmm. So uh it was good to see Miami get the win. Miami defense came to play. Mm-hmm. They gave Jared Goff fits the whole game like they uh turnovers uh fumbles like their defense came to play football so shout out to the miami dolphins on a big win this is number four in a row for them now even even without fitzpatrick not playing they they still won this game so they have won four in a row and they're sitting at number two in the division yeah uh behind this win so shout out to the miami dolphins I know they were gonna. I know they're gonna to get to a little more involved, a little more involved as uh, he he plays more. But I lo- I love what uh, Miami coaching staff did with him for his first game. I love the team. I love with the direction. But we got to take tour. If you don't, if you don't disagree, come on. Tour tackle of Leoa, QB Alabama. I love, I love tour. I'm a fan of tour. I love tour Miami, and I love how tour looking in Miami Dolphins colors. I just like the kid. I'm a big fan of his. And yesterday he managed the game, but most importantly, he did not get injured. He did not turn the ball over, and he got the win. I can say top-tier defense. Everybody picked the Rams yesterday. Yeah, everybody did. Everybody said that the Rams are going to just ram shack through the Dolphins, and for what it's worth, Aaron Donald strip sack uh, Tua in the first quarter, I believe, and welcomed him to the NFL yesterday. But the kid didn't get rattled. He didn't get rattled. State poised. I love their coach Flores. Like, I love what they're doing in Miami. Four straight wins, sitting second in the division. The Dolphins could win this division. If it wasn't for Cam Newton fumbling late against the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills, the Dolphins might be leading this division today. Mm-hmm. So, I think the Dolphins are going to hang around and make it very difficult for Buffalo to clinch this division. Mm-hmm. But I like what I'm seeing, and I like, how, I like what I'm seeing from two. I like how Flores... Coasted to him. He game managed. He didn't put the, the game in his hands for him to lose. And ultimately, the Dolphins got the win 28 uh, to 17. And I know the big debate was him or Herbert, him or Herbert, him or Herbert coming out of college. I told, I said this during the draft. I said, both of these guys are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys are going to be good. We see what Herbert doing. Yeah. <laughs> we see what Herbert doing. I mean, the, the Chargers can't win the last second game, but we see what he's doing. We see what he's doing, man. So I'm very happy for Tua. We all know what he went through uh, leaving out of Alabama. And it was good to see him get his first NFL win yesterday against the Los Angeles Rams. All right, Black. It's time once again (laughs) for me to go on an epic rant. And I got a feeling that you all know exactly what this rant is about to be about. (laughs) Cowboys! Okay. Okay. Are you allowed to do that to the camera? Yeah. Yeah. The camera. It it called for it. Oh, How about that, Dak Prescott? How about that, Zeke? How about that, Amari? My Dallas Cowboys last night took on the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys in the abysmal and atrocious and the god awful and and just terrible NFC East. Well, unfortunately, Black, someone is going to have to win that division and make the playoffs. 
Both teams came in with two freaking victories, Black, last night. And one team left with three. But you want to know who team didn't leave with three, Black? My Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> we trotted out Ben DiNucci. A undrafted quarterback from I don't know where. Onto the field last night. We scored a freaking nine points on Sunday Night Football against the Eagles. I mean atrocious, Black. I'm sitting at home. I come home from work. I say, you know what, man? I'm not going to diss my team. I'm going to have positive spirits. I'm going to have high hopes. But then, Black, I start seeing the footage of Sunday Night Football, and I start seeing the Cowboys players walk in from the bus to walk into the locker room. And I start seeing how these boys was dressed. These boys walking up in flip-flops and, and fruit, of balloon white, fruit of balloon white socks. They, they got on practice gear. They got on. They ain't nobody swagged out for the game. So when I saw that, I said, oh, y'all just coming straight out of bed to the arena. I said, we losing by 48. Yeah, that's the reason I knew how my Cowboys weren't finna beat nothing because ain't nobody dressed for the game. The only bright spot yesterday was my defense in the first half. It looked like they remember how to tackle a little bit. Carson Wentz is god-awful. And he just so happened to make my Cowboys look like poo-poo. Jerry Jones, I don't know what it's going to take for you to fire Mike Nolan. I don't know what it's going to take for you to come out here and just make some major moves. Now, the trade deadline is coming up. And if I'm Jerry Jones, you know what I'm doing? I'm sending out a mass email to the NFL and saying everybody is available for trade except Zeke and C.D. Lamb. Everybody. Amari, Mm. you suck. You had zero catches going into the fourth quarter. A hundred million dollar wide receiver, Black. And you want to know what his number was? You want to know what uh, Amari Cooper had last night, Black? Are you ready for these whopping numbers, Black? (laughs) One catch for five yards. Wow. For a $100 million quarterback. And I know what some of y'all saying out there. But D, but D, but D. They had been Danucci throwing him the ball. I don't care. I saw somebody named Duck Rogers. Last year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, have Juju Smith-Schuster in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Duck Rogers got Juju Smith-Schuster to the Pro Bowl. Mm. And I don't even know if his last name is Rogers. I just know his name is Duck. <laughs> I am sick of this sad. Now, Black, look over your shoulder and tell me what you see on the fire law. Oh, man. That's right. My Dallas Cowboys lanyard is up on the fire alarm because we are trash. (laughs) And if a fire breaks out, that needs to be the first thing to burn. That's a cry for help. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I am sick of my Cowboys. So quick story. I was at work and I'd be getting killed for wearing my Dallas Cowboy lanyard at work. Just being killed, black. I walk in to work on Sunday. Oh, man, everybody just killing me. So, Black, while I was getting killed at work with my Dallas Cowboy lanyard, I pulled up my phone, Black. You want to know what I did, Black? I went to Amazon.com, Black, while I was getting killed. Mm-hmm. They killing me, Black. They killing my team. They killing everything. I'm typing in Amazon, Los Angeles Laker lanyard. <laughs> Black, I ordered me a Los Angeles Lakers lanyard yesterday, Black. And I put an express pick, express delivery on it, Black. I paid the extra $9.99 to 
to get that lanyard here today, Black. And Black, you know what? It came today. So I transferred my keys and my badge to my Los Angeles Lakers lanyard mm. and put my Dallas Cowboys lanyard on the fire alarm. <laughs> and that's pretty much all I got of my Dallas Cowboys oh, losing 23 to 9. To the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. For why we ain't flex that game, NBC? Ah, Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels. Why y'all ain't flex it? Mm. <sighs> All right, I'm done. If I got anything so, on the Cowboys, man. I see Ben Denucci. Denucci. He threw the ball 40 times. Who did yes, he, he did. throw it to? Uh, Michael Gallup was the guy for the night. Seven catches, 61 yards. Dalton Schultz. Okay, he only had seven catches. For 61 yards. For Dalton Schultz, six balls. CD with four balls. Nobody um, got a touchdown, though. Nobody. And I would think, man, this offense of uh, McCarthy would say, you know what? We got this young rookie out here undrafted. Let's just feed Zeke the ball and see what happens. Zeke got the ball 19 times for 63 yards. Three yards of carry. Like, I'm not understanding coaching now. I'm not understanding coaching. Is it You don't want to give Zeke the ball because he's Zeke, fumbling? Zeke should have carried the ball 30 times last night. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know. What, I know the Cowboys got a lot going on, man. And I was one of the ones on the high horse with them because they had so much. And... It's just getting bad now. You got Jerry Jones on the radio going after uh, people calling in, telling them to shut up, and you don't know what you're talking about, and then later apologizing for his remarks on the radio show because people are giving their honest opinion about the, uh, the Cowboys. Like, it's getting bad. Jerry Jones has to make some decisions here with this trade line, with this uh, deadline coming up. Like, if I'm, if I'm the Cowboys... I don't have anything to lose. All I can do is get better. I'm already at worst. I'm already the worst I could be at two and six. I would have been on the phone with the Miami Dolphins. Hey, look. I see you got Fitzpatrick sitting back there and he's not the starter anymore. What do you need for me to get him? And like he just said, everybody's available but Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, and who was the who that's was it. the third? And that's it. I'm pretty sure you can get something for uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to come and be the Cowboys' uh, quarterback. I'm and I'm and I can tell you this: he'll get the ball downfield to Omari, to C.D. Lamb, whoever it may be. Jerry need to be making the calls because this third this third string quarterback he got here, or even Andy Dalton, is not going to get the job done. So Cowboys need to make some decision on what they're going to do and what the rest of this season going to look like. Yeah. Because even with that loss, do you know what? Dallas could turn this around and start winning some games and win this division. They could because the division is horrible. <sighs> the worst division in football. Mm. Yeah. But we shall see, man. We shall see. We shall. We shall see. It's pretty much going to. Wrap up the Cowboys rant. Black, real fast, who's the worst team in the NFL? Who is the worst team in the National Football League, Black? I think we got four contenders. Oh, man. We got the New York Football Giants. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got the New York Football Jays. We have the putrid and disgusting Dallas Cowboys. Who is the worst team in football, Black? I have to go with the Jets, D. Mm -hmm. With the Jaguars literally right there on their tails. Mm -hmm. But I have to go to the Jets for now because they're winless. Yeah. And they look god awful on the football field. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are the worst team in football. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys the Jets, bro. are the worst hard. team in football. Because I'm going to go ahead and put – I'm going to start getting my mind ready, though. I'm just going to get my mind ready to lose every game the rest of the way and hope and pray to God that the Jets and the Jaguars win three games. Mm. Hope and pray that they win three games. And that's right. You guessed it. So I can get Trevor Lawrence. Or Justin Fields. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> My God. All right, man. We're going to transfer out of the National Football League. We're going to stop by the UFC really, really fast. We know we're at the two-hour mark. We don't want to waste any more of your guys' time, but we have to cover some things in the UFC. <laughs> Black, here we go, man. Real quick at the UFC, man. Let's move quickly through this, man. Anderson Silva, one of the greatest of our time. At one point, this man was pound for pound the greatest fighter walking. God's green earth. He fought his last fight this past weekend. TKO, TKO loss uh, to a top 10 middleweight in uh, Uriah Hall. Um, real fast, Black, I know we kind of touched on the spider last week, but just your final thoughts on Anderson Silva. As it appears that he'll never fight in the UFC again. Uh, man, one of the greatest of all time, man. Yep. Uh, Anderson Silva was one of the main reasons we got into UFC. Facts. Uh, mm-hmm. We spent our weekends going from, from spot to spot. Yep. Uh, wanted to see Anderson Silva. Yeah. And he delivered on so many occasions yeah. for us. So, man, uh, it was sad for me to see that be his last fight and go out like that, but... All the respect, man. All his sure. roses. He 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 gets it. Like this man cleaned the uh, division out more than once, twice at middleweight, and 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 moved up and made some noise as well in another division. Um, I'm 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 saddened that he couldn't never get be able to be a two division champ, but <clears throat> it's okay. But uh, Anderson Silva, man, one of the greats in the UFC. Uh, right off into the sunset, man. Just you know, live your life. Don't get back in that ring, man. I hate to see you getting yeah. knocked out and get beat. Yeah. I hope you. I hope you know, like Dana said, you sit down with your family, tell you that's it. It's a wrap. Don't you know? Don't do it anymore. Cause like, mm-hmm. we hate to see you like that here at the sports desk, especially me, man. Cause I'm a big fan of yours. So shout out to Anderson Silva on a great career in the UFC. Yeah, one of the greatest of all time. One of the goats of the sport. Top ten fighter ever, ever in the sport. He transitioned the style. He transitioned the energy. He, he revolutionized skill. He revolutionized excitement in combat sports. And that's what I remember him as. One of the most dominant champions we've ever seen. Clean out the middleweight division almost three times. I had to think when I was talking, he almost cleared that division out three times. Went up in light heavyweight and fought. Went up to heavyweight and even fought a couple fights. I mean, just a real true fighter, exciting fighter. And he's one of the GOATs. So I hated to see him take that beating. Uh, from Uriah Hall, and I kind of knew it was going to go that way. Uriah Hall is still a relatively young fighter, top 10 middleweight, and he packs a lot of punch, and you saw that when he hit Anderson, and it was just tough to see him go out like that. But 
I'm glad Anderson was okay. All the respect to Anderson Silva. Salute to the Spider. And um, look forward to his Hall of Fame induction. Uh, should be this coming year that he gets put into the Hall of Fame. So shout out to Anderson, the Spider. Silver. All right, one piece of news. Style Bender, Israel Adesanya. Shocking news over the weekend. We thought we were going to get him and Robert Whitaker uh, in a rematch, but Robert Whitaker declined the, the uh, date that Dana gave to him, reason being because he's expecting a child and he wants to, you know, spend some time with his family. I can respect that. You got a baby on the way, dog. You want to be there for your wife, your family. Hey, you get no types of negativity from me. But with that being said, if Robert Whitaker wasn't available, there was nothing that middleweight for Israel Adesanya. And I got to thinking, wow, already? He's already cleared out his division, Black, at mm. middleweight. Already. Mm. We just got wind of this kid almost two years ago. And he's already cleared out. And as a result of him clearing out his division, he's going up to 205 and challenged Blackwich for the light heavyweight championship, mm. Black. So, Black, what do you think about Adesanya going up to 205 to potentially be the fourth ever multi-division time champion? Uh, I didn't like it at first. I know we talked about it, uh -huh. and I was kind of like, I don't know about him. But um, I guess it's cool. Everybody moving up the way to challenge for uh, the other belts in 205, and uh, this will be this will be a really – I think this will be a good – to see, well – I think this will be good for Style Bender to move up and go to 205 and uh, take on a heavy, a heavy-handed uh, Blackowitch. So we'll see what happens with this fight. Um, it's good for the UFC because we put we making big fights. That's why we was talking about boxing needs to get back to because we get this every other month from the UFC. We getting big fights and uh, and and that's what Dana's doing. So um, shout out to Style Bender and Blackowitch. This this should. This, I hope that this is a good one, but uh, we shall see. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'll get my thoughts on that later, but this is what the UFC needs. They need another superstar, and who is primed to be the next face of the sport? Who is primed to be the next superstar of the sport? It's Israel Adesanya. He has two talents. He's not only great in the octagon, but he's great on the mic. Visually, you can see Israel Adesanya and get excited to see him fight. You can get excited to see him tweet. You can get excited to hear what he has to say. Dana White knows that. And to put him in that category with Daniel Cormier, to put him in that category with Conor McGregor and Amanda Nunes, this has to happen. John Jones had his opportunity to go to heavyweight and be a simultaneous champion, but he refused to do that. He kind of got in his own way, but it never happened for John, and it probably never will because he has said he's going up to heavyweight. Now, I have my own theories of what Dana's doing to make this John and Israel fight next year. And you could potentially be looking at a heavyweight champion in John Jones coming down to 205 to face a 205 champion in Israel Adesanya. You will have three division champions in, this, in, in the cage at the same time fighting for pretty much the greatest of all time. That's my theory. And I'll expound on that later. But this is the right move for the UFC. I love where Dana's thinking. Israel is a superstar. This will validate him being a true superstar in the mixed martial arts combat world. And I'm all for it, man. But we'll definitely break down this fight more when we get a date and uh, a time when this fight is going to take place. Excited to see Style Bender go to 205 and take that belt from Black Witch. Oops, I let it out the bag. 
All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the pound for pound rankings, man. It was a lot of conversations that took place. John Jones was irate. Mm. Now we were going to give our goat list, but we're going to save that. We're going to save our goat MMA list for another show. But we're just going to review the pound for pound rankings and give our quick thoughts on what we think about that. So last Saturday, yeah, the two Saturdays ago, last Saturday. Okay, last Saturday, yeah. Khabib Nurmagomedov defeated Justin Gaethje. And he pretty much implied that he's a pound-for-pound pound number one fighter in the world. He said it after the fight emotionally. He started a train on that. And the UFC granted that. They granted him being number one pound-for-pound. Pound. So here's your top ten pound-for-pound pound fighters. Khabib Negramenov at one. John Jones at two. Adesanya at three. Miotic at four. Usman at five. Volkanovski at six. Dustin Poirier at seven. Max Holloway at eight. Peter Yan at nine. And Justin Gaethje at ten. Followed by McGregor, Whitaker, Ferguson, Fernandino, and Ngano to wrap up the top 15 fighters in the world. Now, Black, I'm going to read a tweet from John Jones. And then we're going to elaborate on why John Jones still, still should be the number one pound for pound fighter on this list and how much of a hypocrisy and a diabolical disgrace it is that he's not the number one pound for pound fighter on this list. John Jones, really? A unanimous, a unanimous decision over a last minute replacement, which is true. He's referring to Khabib Nurmagomedov getting Alaquinta to fight for the light heavyweight championship on three days notice. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. And he took five rounds to beat Alaquinta. Five rounds to beat him. Khabib did. Then, Conor McGregor is the only opponent he has ever had that the general public actually knew about. Also true. McGregor is his toughest opponent, but McGregor is not on the GOAT list. He's not on the GOAT list. So keep that in mind as well. Catapulted my man to become the best ever is absolutely hilarious. That is from John Jones tweeting about Khabib replacing him at the pound for pound, uh, as the pound for pound king. Black, what do you got about what do you got on Khabib now being number one overall? That should not be that way. Um, right. if you go back and look at <laughs> and look at the people that uh Khabib has beat, it doesn't they it doesn't match anything near what John Jones has done in the UFC. John Jones has cleaned out clean cleaned out the old school division of the UFC. And cleaned up the up and coming generation of of the middleweight division. Facts. I mean, the, the light heavyweight division Facts. of the UFC. Facts. And for this man not to be uh, number one on pound for pound list is outrageous. He should be pound for pound list until someone beats him, just because of his resume alone. Because you usually don't hear a resume like John Jones in the UFC. This man has done it more than more than twice in his division. All the old school 205ers and all the new school up and coming 205ers. John Jones has beat and he has beat Daniel Cormier twice. One of the fighters who's considered a GOAT in the UFC. He's beaten him twice. So that says a lot about uh, John Jones' resume. They got this wrong. Dana, need, Dana needs to fix this. And Khabib is not... Uh, number one pound for pound. Yes, he's undefeated, but who has he beat other than Conor McGregor? And like DJ said, Conor McGregor is a great showman. He's a master of the mic, but he's not a GOAT in the UFC. So they have to fix this. Yeah, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. And shout out to my dog, RJ. Me and him been going back and forth for two weeks. And he has this whole claim of, John got caught cheating. John had steroids. He took an illegal substance. He was on cocaine. I don't care about that. Who cares? 
You know how many guys get busted on taking supplements that they didn't know about? But now we're going to cast this person on John Jones? Black, let me ask you something. If you're in a fight with somebody, if you're in a fight with somebody and you taking steroids to try to enhance yourself, are you at all thinking about those steroids? Are you thinking about that left and right foot that's trying to come across your face and knock you out? That left and right foot. <laughs> are you going to be thinking about that left and right hand that's going to try to crack your skull wide open? Or are you going to think about that sup? Are you going to think about that supplement that, that you took? That left and right hand. <laughs> you know how many dudes been on steroids in the UFC and have lost? Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Nobody wants to talk about these guys who take drugs and take illegal supplements and they get in the cage and they lose. Yep. So RJ missed me with that. TJ Dillonshaw. Yeah, TJ Dillonshaw, you got knocked out. <laughs> you was on subs and you got not so I don't want to hear nothing about you still got to get in the cage and fight that's why I don't agree with people getting the people getting thrown out of baseball oh Alex Rodriguez and Mark McGraw they took some but they you still got to look at that 99 miles per hour fastball coming through and getting out the park mm-hmm. you know how many dudes took steroids and couldn't hit home runs a bunch of them John Jones has never lost he's cleared out his division twice Rampage Jackson Leota Machida uh, 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 Rashad Evans uh, 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 Chael Sonnen, uh, uh, Reyes, Sant- Santos, uh, Gustafsson. I mean, you name him. Put his resume up against Khabib's and it is laughable. It's laughable, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, so stop this. John Jones is the number one pound for pound fighter in the UFC. Khabib Negamanov is not better than Israel Adesanya. Yes, he's a dominant champion and he's a great wrestler, but he's not a better fighter than Steve Miocic. Mm. In my opinion, <laughs> Khabib Nurmagomedov, in my opinion, is a top ten fighter all time. He is not a top five, and when I say he's a top ten fighter, he might be number ten. And we're going to get into our goat list next week because I want to get this. I want to. I want to set the record straight on this. All of this is ridiculous. And all you MMA fans who want to disagree with me and Black, let us know your thoughts. Talk to us. Let's get this conversation going because it's time to have this conversation in MMA. And for y'all to be talking about Khabib is the greatest ever because he's twenty nine and old because he beat Dustin Poirier because <laughs> he beat Michael Johnson. Hmm. Who? Who? He's never been an undefeated challenger. How many times has John Jones given people their one? Mm. How many mm. O's have John That's Jones good, taken? D. How That's many good, O's D. have GSP taken? That's good. D. How many O's have Steve Pabiopic taken? Mm. Let's, we got to have this talk. So miss me with 29 and known to being a great wrestler. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. Khabib's a great fighter. Top 10 on the list. Number 10 on that list, but he's there. But y'all chill out. Dana White, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be disgusted with yourself, Dana White, that you let this pass through. Now, if you're paying salute and paying homage to Khabib on the way out the door, whatever, you should have put him at two then. <laughs> and that's he was even already stre- at two. Yeah, and, 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 and you even stretching it there because Israel Nassani is 20 and 0. Mm. And he beat the biggest and baddest dudes in his division each time he's fought at middleweight for the championship. Can you name another guy who fought Paulo Acosta and fought Romero? Can you name another middleweight who's fought those guys? Mm-mm. Come on, man. Robert Whitaker, Kevin Gaslam. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. RJ, a.k.a. Rufio, holla at your boys at the sports desk. I'm going to make sure black make sure you hear this <laughs> so we can uh, get you in here and we can talk about that. All right, man. That's going to wrap up the UFC, man. We're going to get into some other news, man, and we are going to get out of here. We know we're running a little long, but me and Black were loaded today. All right, let's go ahead and get it popping, baby. 
right, real quick, man. I know we said we were going to talk some WWE, man, but I promise you the show ran kind of long, so it just didn't happen. But Roman Reigns and the Uso storyline is turning out to be a beautiful one. It's turning out to be a beautiful storyline. I love it. Randy Orton and The Fiend. Look like they're getting ready to collide very, very, very soon. The Fiend made his presence known last Monday night on the Raw, standing side by side with Randy Orton as he went to defend his championship against Drew McIntyre. I love what they're doing with The Fiend and Orton. Love it. All right, Sasha Banks and Bailey will fight for the SmackDown Women's Championship this Friday. WWE. If Sasha Banks loses this championship, you're going to have a knock at your front door. You know who the knock is going to be? It's going to be me and Black. And we're going to have a serious conversation on what the hell y'all doing with Sasha Banks in the WWE. Because if y'all going to treat it like this, you might, you might as well release her and let her go to AEW. I bet she'll be the top dog there for a long time. There's only one competitor better than... There's only one competitor that can rival Sasha Banks in my, in my opinion in the ring. And her name is Charlotte Flair. And I'm sorry, where is she at? She's not available right now. So Sasha Banks need to be that one. Come on, man. Let's, let's, let's chill out. All right, Survivor Series coming soon. We're going to cover that great car shaping up for Survivor Series. All right, we got uh, the Dodgers and the Lakers as the city of champions. The L.A. Dodgers took care of the Tampa Bay Rays in six games. I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving all of the love in L.A. with the Dodgers and, and, and the Lakers. LeBron is showing a lot of love. Mookie Betts with a great performance. Clayton Kershaw finally gets his championship. I love it. City of champions in L.A. All right, the Baltimore Ravens signed Dez Bryant to the practice squad. Look like Dez is back in the NFL and could make the main roster very, very soon. Happy for Dez. It's been a long, hard road for him getting back in the NFL. Carlos Dunlap, still a defensive end for the uh, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, was traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Great pickup yeah, for the Seahawks. One. That's going to allow them to do a lot of things on that defensive line at and Dunlap. The Rockets, the Houston Rockets hollered Steven Silas. Uh, shocking hire, but they say he's a great young mind. Uh, he is the son of legendary coach Paul Silas. All right, so Steven Silas, the new head coach of the Houston Rockets. Dan Tony joins his point guard? That's right. Dan Tony is now on the coaching staff on the Brooklyn Nets, joining Steve Nash. I don't really know what to think about that, but it could be interesting what that offense could look like uh, with Dan Tony and Nash, uh, of course, with KD and Kyrie. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. officially had their press conference in Los Angeles. The fight will take place this November in the Staples Center. Thanksgiving weekend, matter of fact. Tyson, Roy Jones, Black, I'm still waiting on the alert at any moment now that Roy Jones pulled out this fight. <laughs> I don't know about you, Black, but that boy looked petrified up there talking with Mike Tyson. I don't know about you. He ain't look too good, Black, up there. I'm waiting any moment that that fight's been canceled. All right? And last but not, well, two more things. The Netflix, Netflix, they're working on a massive massive documentary on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm. This will be great. And in my opinion, why hasn't this already been done? Mm. Vince McMahon is one of the biggest influencers in sports entertainment that we have ever seen. And I am looking forward to this one. It could rival the release date with uh, Hulk Hogan's movie uh, dropping as well. Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon uh, documentaries could be dropping real soon. Looking forward to seeing both of those. And is OBJ done in Cleveland? The star wide receiver tore his ACL uh, last weekend. And rumblings are uh, circling around in Cleveland. That, that's it. They say that the uh, Cleveland Browns will be looking to move away from the star wide receiver. Mm. All right. And that's what I need at RL Sports Desk. Uh, Fantasy League is going down. Uh, your boy is trying to get hit a win tonight. I'm beating my daddy like he stole something in the league. So, Pops, my bad on that. Having a lot of fun. Week eight, week nine of the uh, Fantasy League. So, the playoffs are knocking on the door, Black. Will you be in the playoffs, Black? Mm, we'll know, see. Man. The Got league is getting close. Injuries, man. 
The league is getting real mm. close, real close, real close. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up episode 84 of the sports. There's loaded show. We, we give you almost two and a half hours of uh, of great sports talk um, today. So, Black, anything before we get out of here, man? No, man. Just want to, you know, thank all our listeners, everybody uh, that rides with us, man. Twitter, Instagram, man. We appreciate all the love, man. We're going to keep giving it to y'all, giving y'all the sports news, this talk. About crazy things like Kevin Durant. Uh, just, man, just excited about everything that we're doing here at the Sports Desk. And we appreciate all the love we get from our listeners. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Black, where can they find you on the socials, man? And you can find me at Black ENL3 on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, all hit me up, man. Yes, sir. I echo Black Cinemas. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for all the listens, the plays every week, man. Y'all press play on us and y'all, y'all give us a chance, man, to, uh, you know, have a little fun and then brighten up your day or entertain you or whatever it is, man. We're glad that we're able to do that uh, for you guys week in and week out. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Deja Hicks Jr. Hit us up there, man. Talk to us. Give us your opinions. Ask us your questions, man. And uh, we'll be glad to respond to you guys. All right, man. You guys be safe out there. Y'all be cool. Take care of yourselves. This has been episode 84 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. And we'll be back in just a few days with episode 80. Five, y'all be cool, man. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Y'all must have forgot, 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 Sports Desk.